0: (laughs) The Joe
1: Rogan Podcast,
0: check it out! The Joe
1: Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day!
2: Dude, I drank some dishwater coconut water yesterday. I found there's there's a big difference in coconut waters, you know? Yes, there is. We we, we found this out with uh, C2O, the company. uh, Those guys came to, uh, to visit us at Brea when we were at the improv. And they said that Thai coconuts are what you want. It's like a short tree. It's only like a five-foot tree or something like that. And it's not like like what we think of these giant palm trees with coconuts. It's not like that. It's a shorter tree,
3: and it's like a sweeter coconut. But all those cans go fucking sour anyway. Got, they all go sour. They all go fucking sour. Zima, <laughs> CO2, I got them at the house. So tell them to blow that smoke up somebody else's ass. That's why I finally tapped out, and I go to a little Mexican on violin and fucking right there. They get $4. The he, give, he gives me the whole fucking coconut oh, food right yeah. there. For an extra three, if you do blood, he'll trim it around like a margarita <laughs> with coke. Stop with those cans of shit, because they all go fucking sour. There's a great they place all go called, uh, sour.
2: In L.A., there's a great place called Press Juicery. And they deliver them to your house. Oh and they please! They d- deliver fresh, Delicious. fresh That's coconut water. That's the only way to drink water coconut water. water it. Doug. it tastes so up. much better. I gave up. It tastes so much better when it's like right fresh and raw, like out of the fruit. Yeah, I got
3: I got a can, I got a case from the CO two, and it's fucking all sour. C two O, yeah, it's all <laughs> no way. Sour. And the it's one before that, that was fucking you. sour too. So, stop. Never, That's why I, they're in the refrigerator. I never put, drank it once. I'll put i put, 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 put some sugar in it. When that sugar. coconut goes a little fucking sideways, <laughs> what are you doing? You know know, sometimes you just put a little sugar in there <laughs> and you dope it up with some ice cubes and you shake it up. Sometimes if it's warm I, bro, trust me. I'm drinking coconut water when you were in Columbus fucking drinking Coca-Cola out of a red can, cocksucker. I was going to Puerto Rico in the fucking 70s. When you could buy the big fucking coconuts, there was no Thai around. In 1970, there was no Thai food. There was no Thais around, so knock it off with the Thai trees.
0: When
2: did the Thais get here?
3: In fucking like 78 after kickboxing, after kickboxing one. <laughs> that's when they fucking showed up. When I got to this country, it was Chinese, a couple fucking Japs, and a couple fucking Koreans. Don't start that shit. The Thai came later. Later on, all dark and shit. Creepy looking, whatever the fuck. I don't know, <laughs> fucking dark skin. I don't know what the fuck they are. I don't know if they have Puerto Rico or they're fucking
0: Chinese. When the
2: Ties came along, the whole porno industry got tossed on its head. Fuck
3: yeah, those
0: ties are filthy. Those before are the Ties
2: came around, look, there. am not even Ties, but there's some sort of an Asian invasion that happened because before that, there was like it was very rare that you see Asian porn stars. Now there's like a gang of them, man. and I love it. I yeah. love to see dirty Asian oh. bitches, except those really like dirtiest ones, ones ever. Would yeah, yeah. you have that one on your podcast? On one of the one of the podcasts was it the Naughty uh, Show? What's that? Name? Asa name? Oh, Is she nasty? Asa. she's nasty. Oh, she's beautiful geez. too.
1: Look at the one with her. Oh, and, I can't uh,
2: watch those, man. She gets brutalized. Yeah. Oh, so, gagged and tied up and face fucked and no. Oh my God, the it's thing amazing. you can't just do. Something happens somewhere along the line, you know. And I'm doing uh, that uh, Dave Attell show today. Dave's old porn. I'm doing that right after I get out of here. Well, you sit down, like, mystery science theater style in front of an old porno film, and you, like, mock it and make fun of it and, you know, pick it apart. Um, but those old shows, they were completely different. You watch, like, an old porn, it was just people that got together, and then they had sex, you know? It was like, it, was, it seemed so innocent
3: in comparison. Let's get down to basics. You've been a fucking horny cocksucker all your life. <laughs> when was the last time you watched, What was the first time you watched porn? I want you to explain to people, and how did you watch it? First time you discovered porn. Break it down for me right now. The
2: first time I discovered video porn, like a real porn, like on cassette, it was
3: my dad's.
2: A cassette? Mm. Yeah. How did uh, it come on a VHS. A cassette. The VHS cassette. Oh, my cassette. God.
3: Yeah. Well, let me tell you how long. I, I fucking discovered it when it used to come to your house, real to real. Oh, my God. So for eight ninety five, 95 you ordered it, and you, somebody had to stay home from Explain school. Explain real to real to real. Real to real was you actually, if you ordered... Twenty-two dollars worth of porn. Each porn reel was a dollar ninety-nine cents, and this was when porn was just disgusting. <laughs> when it was just to the point where after that either you became a freak or you fucking said I don't even want to see that again. That's what happened to me. <laughs> so what happened was for nineteen dollars, not even guys, I'm exaggerating. For twelve ninety-five, you got three movies and a mini projector, Brian, in the mail.
0: Mm-hmm. A mini Some, projector, a mini projector
3: yeah. in the mail. I remember this. Show. So you had a fucking stay home. It was right next to the ad for. Do you get? some kick sand in your face do you mm-hmm. remember that ad when the kick sand yeah, yeah you yeah. went home you sent joe weed three dollars and he sent you the whole muscle building shot chart yeah. not the weights but he also sent you a trophy you know how many of those trophies i had how many about 92 of them just had to do a push-up you know what i'm saying <laughs> i didn't do a push-up i just kept ordering <laughs> joe Weider. so you had to fucking put the reel to reel correct brian yeah tape it to the thing like you were the fucking you had to do everything in those days
1: you were the editor. You had, you had a splicer. You had like You had this like, remember the. the yeah, you know, bro. It was crazy. It, it would
3: fucking. You had to put a sheet on your wall and hope that nobody came home until you got the sheet off the fucking wall. <laughs> for me, like my buddies brought it over and we put the sheet in the attic. And we all got together. We smoked like a joint between seven of us. And we were all excited to see this porn. And it starts like 10, 9, 8. And they showed this chick taking a piece of bread putting a guy's cock, and this was way before crack. I don't know what the fuck they were doing to make these chicks do this shit in the 70s. It wasn't heroin because he was awake. She put the piece of bread, the, the guy's dick on the piece of bread, put Miracle Whip on it. I'll never forget that memory. And it wasn't even Wonder Bread, it's that square fucking bread they give you, like, in county jail. And the bitch put it, and she bit into the guy's no! dick. And I remember that, me and my five little sixth grade friends looked at each other. And that was the end of the fucking, I don't know if we came in our pants. I don't know if we were just mortified. We never watched another porno again. That was the end for me. But when the film broke, I remember you had to stop, correct, Brian? Yeah. You had to stop working, whacking off. And put the film back together. Yeah, and it stuck wanna... because
1: it wasn't like it was just like put the two pieces together. You had to first like trim and cut like a perfect like cut. Then you had to put it in the splicer and get, <laughs> get this tape. And you're, you got a boner, and you're sitting there rubbing it. To oh, and porn you have to fucking tough. splice. It was horrible. Porn
3: was tough. <laughs> <laughs> you had to work for it. That's why you had to work. You had to a <laughs> <hang> sheet. <laughs> remember, on.
2: remember when they would have stag films that they would show at bachelor parties. At bachelor parties, they would show stag films, like guys would get together, What's and they would show films of people fucking, and they would call them stag films.
1: But it was just porn. It was it would, porn. There was nothing different. But
2: that's what they called it. They called them stag films, and they would, uh, they would show them at, at stag parties.
1: Wow.
3: Yeah.
2: How gross of that.
3: <laughs> I could never even... Then I went to a theater in Jersey. Like one day, my friend's like, Sunday nights to do this shit up in Jersey, dirty movies. And you sit in the theater and watch it with other people? That is disgusting.
0: <laughs> yeah. so gross.
3: That is the lowest point, but it's not even low because you don't know. You're 16. You figure, let's go have a few beers. It's not gross to you. go to the bathroom <clears throat> and you go to piss in the urinal, and some guy just happens to pop out of stall number two <clears throat> and he just stands next to you like he's looking for flowers. Oh, God. And when you fucking shake your dick, he's staring at your dick. Oh, and God. And then you go back to your seat. You, you could tell your friends, when I went to the bathroom, there was some pervert in there. You go back to the bathroom, like, you take your dick out. Again, boom, he bumps <laughs> out of stall number two, and he's sitting next to you. Look, I mean, it would be so fucking creepy, the whole lifestyle.
2: That's There's a lot of dudes that are just into that. What is it about sexuality that's so creepy? Is it because it's so repressed? But what is it about, like, that one desire that's so, uh, it's, it's it's so, like... Gross. It's, you know, it's just so undesirable. Which like the is. idea, sexuality. Like the idea of uh, you sitting in a room, in a, like that's a part of sexuality. You sitting in a room, like beating off to videos of people fucking, like a bunch of other people in the room too, and they're all like, like looking up all together like, what the fuck? Why is that so creepy? I don't know, but it is. You know, if everyone was in there eating, fulfilling that desire, there's no issue. There's nothing creepy about it you be in a room with a bunch of people everybody's eating a sandwich and there's no problems you know we're all filling that desire no issue i'll go back to that but me, you though. go to but I a sexuality don't. issue you know, like it's very private and very creepy and I mean, even though everybody does it, it's kind of mysterious. So to be like, to sit in some room full of a bunch of people and everyone's just openly like sort of admitting that we beat off and all sitting there together Oh mm-hmm. no no. Mm-hmm. Beating mm-hmm. off in front of somebody else. Well, that's what they're all doing, <laughs> man. No, no, that's no. That's what no, they're no, doing no. at those in theaters. Oh no 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 no. When they go to those theaters they're not they're oh, not like no, just no. watching the film and critiquing it. Wow, her ass was huge. How does she get all how those dicks in there? How you fucking whack
3: off at the movie theater? A, that's the theater. how Pee Wee Herman
2: got arrested. Remember? Er, said, which is hilarious, man. How the fuck do you get arrested for beating off at one of those fuck theaters? Wait, like, wait, isn't wait, that what they, you're supposed to do? Aren't you supposed to beat off there?
1: No, I don't think you're supposed to beat off. I think you have like private—I mean, private rooms like whack off rooms. Like in, in the uh, whole bookstores I, are different.
2: The whole thing's ridiculous. You know what's going on? You're, uh, what? you're, you're showing people blowing people, and you're you're getting upset because someone beats off in the crowd. <laughs> You know, Look yeah, at your product. Right.
3: Think, you know? <laughs> think of in the 70s in New York. What was the name of that club where people went and paid money? Sarah's Retreat, oh, oh, Devil's man. Retreat, Something's Retreat. play Retreat. play Retreat. play Retreat. Right. And what was that? It was a sex club in the 70s and early yeah. 80s where you paid, you know, a thousand bucks the door and you went in there and you fucked 85,000 fucking people. play Retreat. Think of, you know, the thing that always got me about sex that you know, I've been addicted to drugs, so I understand the addiction is when I would get off the bus on 48th Street and at you know, 7.45 to go to work selling cars. And I would come home and roll a joint. I would smoke it right there on 42nd Street. And I would just sit there and watch, not guys like you and I, but guys that had families, guys with suits on and a tie, that before they have to go on with their day, they would have to go into a peep show. And you know who I would see a lot of, and I'm not here to insult anybody, I'd see a lot of Hasidic Jews. Really? A lot of Hasids would fucking run in there with their black on and their hats, whack walk. where the Laugh Factory is today, where the Laugh Factory was in Manhattan. That wow. was originally a strip club on that whole corner. That was strip club fucking world, not even strip club, beep shows where people fucking the circle and all that stuff. But I remember I would sit outside of that, you know, because you have to cross that street. And I would just sit there and watch people. And go, what would make somebody jump out of a train? And that was that. You could see them like I used to leave the store to have to go get a half gram of club coke. There's nothing else on your mind but that Coke. I would see them walking off, walking outside Eighth Avenue, fucking walking left, and you could see their body language. They weren't gonna stop till they got to a fuck show to see some guy fuck a big flat black chick in the <laughs> middle of a room and you know some chick comes up to you with a tit and you could suck it. He's this guy <laughs> that has a family that lives in the suburbs, you know, from Jersey or Queens or that's what always fucked me up. Like that's their fucking freak. Right. That's their freak. My freak was doing two bumps and wagging off till four in the morning. Theirs was going right off the bus at six in the fucking morning to see two people fucking
2: I remember uh, first time I ever bought porn uh, you had to go to an adult bookstore if you wanted to buy videos. Because, like, you could go to some, some video stores, like Blockbuster wouldn't carry them, but some, like, mom-and-pop video stores. And then, you, you know, of course, you'd have to go through, like, saloon <laughs> doors. You'd have to go through the saloon back VIP doors. Or, and all, yeah, and or that. you go through, like, beads. But um I ha- one time I went to uh, an actual porn store to buy it. And I remember thinking... Like, really clearly thinking, like, don't fucking look at anybody. Just get through this. Go, go find what you need and get the fuck out of here. We're not here for small talk. Like, I'm not one of these people. I just need some... I don't want to be like... And then I started thinking about, like, who are one of these people? Like, you think about people that visit porn shops. You go, ugh, you know, I don't want to hang out with any of those people. People that go to visit porn shops. But wait a minute, but I've visited a porn shop. Like, who... Why why is it so creepy? But I don't know. But the instinct... Like automatically, is that it is. You know, taking care of your sexuality, especially yourself, it seems like such a selfish, creepy, rat like thing to do. You're sitting there watching videos. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh,
0: yeah. No just, drama,
3: though. No drama. No drama. You're yeah. whacking on. Maybe some people are disillusioned from the world. Maybe they just want to tap out for a while yeah. and going home, putting a wig on and jerking off is fucking what they're into. You know, that's the beauty of what we do. that Everybody's into <clears throat> something fucking different. I understand somebody going to a to a porn store every day because I go to the weed store every day. <laughs> so what's the fucking difference correl- correlation in my?
2: Well, head? the, point, the, the
3: porn
0: the
2: thing weed. to me the point thing to me is fascinating because, um, like, porn girls like there's like a huge number, a huge percentage of them who have, have had uh, bad things happen to them when they were kids. You know, a lot of traumatic, like sexual type shit. And it's not all of them, but it's a lot of them. And so you go to look at it and go, this is crazy. Like, this is a whole industry that was created in, in many ways because of abuse. And then that industry is, is something that feeds, you know, through these online videos and all these other videos, millions and billions of people. But we're all supposed to like feel bad <coughs> about it. It's all—it's a weird sort of undercover, creepy thing. You know, you couldn't go into business meetings and talk about your favorite porn sites. You know, you can't just go there. And like, what are you guys doing? You still going to you porn, you fucking noobs? You know, hey, come on, you got to check out. You know, x y z Videos dot com or you know, all Asians or whatever the fuck the we- website it is. There's like a hundred thousand like free porn websites online, but you can't talk about them. Mm. Everybody goes to work and they just go yeah yeah. If you brought it up you could get in, in trouble. Like if you shared that information with someone that you work with? You know, if like what, what sites do you go to? Oh, you know, mostly like uh, fashion and baby sites and well, what's what sites do you go to? Have
1: you been to <laughs> e, have you been to E fucked? I think it's called What? E, it's E F uh U-c- U-c-t? U K T. What and is it? It's it's just like fucked up porn videos you know it's kind of like old style project but like kind that kind of feel. but like you know the first one is uh this girl who's 18 has a whole hand in her vagina and getting fucked in the ass at the same time oh my god and it's if you just look at the front page at all the crazy videos but anyways that's my new favorite porn shit it's just
2: the the abuse porn is very strange that's what i was saying about watching like porn from like the 70s and the 80s they just had sex that's all they did. I mean, they got together, and then they had sex. Like, porn of today, it's like, there's some really nutty things they're doing, man. You know? There's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, joking and gagging and, you know, it's fucking spitting on each other, spitting in mouths and stuff.
1: When we were in Ohio, me and Joe <laughs> Diaz were in in Ohio. Uh, I was over at my friend Shane's house because he had a baby. And Shane was showing me, like, he got the Playboy of the month and year that he uh uh. Was born like that. Mm-hmm. The issue, which was like in 1974, and there was this person on there that uh, the 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 centerfold was the most beautiful woman ever, and I'm like obsessed with her now. Her name is uh, Marilyn Lang. It's M A R I L Y N. LANG L A N G E What
2: are you doing are you a stalker? No, are you no 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 what's happening? No no
1: yeah right. <laughs> but but she, she it, it was before you know implants like it, it was so weird seeing oh. seeing like Playboy that, that was always used to be all natural women curves and boobs and when stuff. When did it
2: become like all bleach blonde early hair, 80s right? All big
1: boobs. Was it early
3: 80s? Late 70s? I don't know. <clears throat> it's but, amazing when you look at the evolution of the tit. If you really look at a Playboy from 1969 you go wow. Even the fucking nipples were rounder; they were pointier. You know, it's really weird what a woman looked like. We've had this discussion before yeah. about the women of the 70s, you know. Natalie Wood, the crazy one that Steve McQueen was married to, Allie McGraw, I shouldn't call her crazy. It wasn't her fault, he smacked her to the death on the fucking movie <laughs> set. But it's just, you see those women and you see the women now, and it's, I don't know, I don't know if there's a difference, I don't know. Maybe well, it's, I think fucker.
2: it's more exercise today and plastic surgery for sure. You know, plastic surgery. It's it's weird. We're like uh, unnatural looking tits are normal. Mm-hmm. It's like this really,
0: fucking animal behind really you. Normal.
3: She busted the scene. She yeah, really did. Pamela Anderson? Pamela Anderson really and everybody in this room says yeah, she's gross. But at one time, you did look at this bitch and say she's God, hot as <clears> she's Damn. Hot.
2: She's hot as fuck in that picture, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, she's hot but, as fuck. But it is weird that we're looking at those aren't really her tits. What those are water bags under the skin. There's a big surgical incision. They stuff water bags under her skin, and it stretches it out to make like the nipples extend further and make the whole thing unnaturally tight and, and you know and swollen. It's really kind of fucking crazy. But you could tell like that has got beings.
3: good pussy. You could tell she's got good pussy. Oh, well, for sure. But Dr. how? Dr. Chivago pussy. How
2: weird like are the t- fake tits? They're weird as fuck, man. It's a crazy thing.
1: I think that's a fake nipple or button. No, that's a button, silly Billy. That's just placed too perfectly. Oh, way. you shut your pine hole. <laughs> yeah, she probably has
2: you know, a, a comes to pussy. When it
3: comes to porn, I don't really. When I worked at <clears> Captain Video, I worked at a video store in Aspen, Colorado for a while. And they used to have like porn in those days. No section they had twelve boxes. You know what I'm saying? Like a video store had maybe right. six releases. One of those releases were the Lynn sisters, and I brought them home and get coked up with my the girlfriend. Lynn sisters? You know Amber Lynn and Georgia Lynn, or Lynn Lynn. Oh, Ginger Lynn. Ginger Lynn. <laughs> Ginger Lynn. And then the other one was when that girl was busting out in the scene. The one that was fourteen, and they let her find out she was thirteen. And like I seen her movies.
2: Which, were you talking about Tracy Lords? Tracy Lords. Yeah, I think she was uh, 14. She she was 18. There's one video that you can get, I think, where she's 18. Well, she did one called Tracy
3: Does Japan. (laughs) <laughs> where she sticks a fucking octopus up a fucking pussy. Come on. Yeah, you serious? She did that? Yeah, she was fucking crazy. She put
2: an octopus over her? I didn't know that. Oh, I don't sh- think gotta right to up,
3: you Gotta you look it up. Gotta look no. it up. Tracy look. does Tokyo, dog. Why would She's he? You don't forget dog, so. shit like that. You know me. I gotta find out okay. about this. You she was the original like tentacles? That. Yeah, she was the... I don't think so. Because they were all trying to live up to the Led Zeppelin thing, but Tracy does... What's the Led Zeppelin thing? Zeppelin used to put octopus In Seattle, they shoved a shark up some chick's pussy in Seattle during an orgy, dog. Wow. Little baby shark, yes. That one was the real deal, though. Chick wanted a freak, and they said, "Let's freak, motherfucker." It's in a couple books.
1: Oh man, I gotta see this now.
3: But Tracy did Tokyo. There's an intro online. You have to get it. You gotta get the original fucking cut, the whole thing. But Tracy does Tokyo. Was when she went on, and that was the last. It doesn't part say anything I
2: about octopus
3: upper girls. It's not gonna pussy. tell you. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna tell you. She gets in this toilet and she puts it up her wiggles. And I remember sitting in that room. Because <laughs> I used to, you know how in those days you always had a movie on in the video store? I was so crazy. I'd put a fucking porn on. And when people would come in with kids, I'd turn it the fuck off. <laughs> you know, I was living in another fucking dimension then. So I remember putting it on and going, look at this guy's. And I thought it was disgusting. You know, I wasn't uh, into that much of uh, all that craziness. Dog, my experience Dude, of this, porn uh, is, is this, Boogie Nights.
2: This movie's online. It's That's, like the parts of it that aren't aren't sex are online.
3: Yeah, dog. This is a wild fucking movie. You know I ain't gonna drop bullshit now. Whenever I come here and drop fucked up knowledge, I don't know my, nothing about porn. All right. Isn't it but crazy I know that, that Tracy Lords?
2: Tracy Lords was like sixteen. Sixteen. Look at
3: those pictures. She's doing just hardcore. Hard fucking core. Hardcore, hey. yeah. dog.
1: I got an idea. Let's buy the movie and all masturbate in front of each other to it on the podcast.
2: Isn't it crazy that you can say that there's something wrong? Like what she did, there's something wrong. It's crazy. I mean, she obviously knew how to fuck. She obviously looked like she should be getting fucked, right? All of the above, all the pieces were in place. Would you right? think? Would you think but that though? If you never saw her off. get
1: fucked, though, I mean, if if she was just a fucking girl at Jama Juice, you probably wouldn't think that. Kind of I don't know. What do you mean? What well, numbers were? She,
2: she, I think you know. She obviously wears a lot of makeup in her videos. Right. That, that, makes was, her look that was, older. What was supposed to look like and thirty you, years ago. Look at
3: those haircuts. If you
2: saw her when she was, you know. With no makeup, at sixteen, dressed like a sixteen-year-old, you would probably go, "Oh, that's like a young kid." Yeah, but
1: it's like that it, little Ramsey kid. It's
2: a weird thing where it's like, "What? What is the right year?" Like, and no one agrees. Like, some countries it's like sixteen, some parts of the world it's thirteen, some parts of this country I think it might be like really young. You know, like what, whatever the age of consent is. I think most of them are leaning towards at least
3: seventeen now. What do you think as a, as a parent and as when you had sex at your age? How old were you the first time well, you, you seen a fucking pussy? See, were you ready? Were you really fucking ready? I mean, I I'm talking to you man to man. Were you ready?
2: Yeah, okay. I was okay. I mean, I handled it. It wasn't that big a deal. But I, I think for kids, you know, for kids fucking around with kids, there's a different age. You know, like you can say the age of consent is 18. And if the age of consent is 18, that's, that. that you know... Th- that makes sense to me because, I mean, 17-year-olds can still make out with each other. You know, like, this should be, like, an age buffer where, like, an 18-year-old boyfriend who's been with a girl since, sh- you know, they were 16 and 14 should still be allowed to bang her, like, once he turns 19. Like, they've been boyfriend and girlfriend for, for three years. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't they bang anymore just because he hit some magic number and she hasn't hit it yet? That doesn't make any sense to me. And there is a lot of that. There's a lot of banging at 14. A, lot a, lot of bang-, a lot of were bang. You banged
3: at fourteen. A lot of banging at you fifteen. Know, banging I banged at 16. a little bit at fourteen. I sucked yeah. some titties. You know, were you ready for it? A lot it? of hand jobs. Were you fucking ready yeah. for it? Was that you know the girl I was doing all that shit with is, is kind of retarded. I looked at her Facebook page. <laughs> She's got a fucking ninja suit on. She wasn't ready to see my Cuban egg roll at fucking fourteen. You know, I
0: mean,
1: and then as,
3: then you have to refer to yourself as a parent. What age do I think my son? well, my daughter's ready to to fuck around. The real question is what
2: age can a man fuck your daughter? That's the real question. That's the real question. Because it's not, can a 16-year-old boy fuck a 16-year-old girl? Yeah, of course they can. Can a 17-year-old boy fuck a 16-year-old girl? I guess so. Can an 18-year-old boy fuck a 16-year-old girl? Yeah, if she's mature. Can a 19-year-old guy fuck a 16-year-old girl? No. Can a twenty-year, you know what I'm saying? Like it gets, it starts getting exponentially creepier. And who's
1: the judge of that? that yeah, you, you know, a, yeah. like somebody in Kentucky probably thinks it's completely <coughs> right. different. Like it's seven and forty.
2: <laughs> yeah, there should be, you know, a, some sort of a standard. But I mean,
3: at, at a certain point in time, you just got to let it go. When are you ready? You know, and yeah. you look at your kids around you. You know, I, I, whenever I meet people that have kids, I always ask the parents how old are the kids. And when they say to me, he's 14, I go to, I look at that person. I go, look at that kid. At that age, I was already doing a thousand things. What a shame. Because yeah. I wasn't ready for that. What a
2: shame. Yeah, but you had a wild uh, life. Doesn't you know? matter. So that was part of it. At
3: 14, you should not be hanging out with guys robbing a train. You know, uh, yes, just yeah, with motorcycles. Say you, that's uh, true. <laughs> you should not be doing a lot of things at fourteen. Yeah, and uh, I, I f- stop and think about some shit yeah, that I did. A absolutely, you know. absolutely fucking At fifteen, Ugh. I shouldn't have found somebody on the floor dead. I shouldn't have done a lot. You know what I'm saying? I handled a lot at that age. I look at these kids and I go, oh, "That's fifteen. Wow! At that age, I had already mugged somebody or rolled a drunk. I'd done something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something to look over." And go, fuck, either I like this or I don't. You know, a shark like tastes blood, either he likes it or he doesn't.
2: I remember hanging out on the street at night as, like, a 13-year-old. 13 13 year 13-year-old, my you God. Know? I remember, like, we'd just be out on the street on the summer. We'd be playing in the street. It'd be, like, midnight or something, you know? We'd just be out. Yeah. No one does that now. We would, you, can't, you can't do that. No, now. cop you,
3: would pull you over. cop would pull over and go. Yeah. You have a curfew at 10 gotta be in where's your parents so yeah can drive you home
1: we would just say like hey i'm gonna spend the night at my friend's house and then my friend would say yeah we're gonna spend the night Our at Brian's the other person's house." house. And they, the parents don't want to fucking talk they're like cool yeah. babysitter for the night we get the fuck yeah. out on the couch you and know you so, guys are out in the woods getting yeah.
2: mosquito bites in your dick right <laughs> <laughs> remember mosquitoes funny. man yeah we don't get that in la people don't realize how fucking cunty mosquitoes can be when you go out into the woods and they oh, just yeah. swarm on your ass
1: i got bit in the face when i was in ohio from oh, the outside you? right Just here. recently? Yeah. yeah. And
3: off don't work no more. We no. talked about this yeah. shit.
1: Off, that shit's done. They, they, they power through that Those shit. Those mosquitoes, they drink
3: that shit for mouthwash. They though. got a hold of some
2: Monsanto corn yeah, and now yeah, they're, they're fucking fuck. super
3: pumped up.
1: Dude, my dad was t- telling me about the, this bug that came from uh, Japan and that's then hit, uh, I think, Canada mm-hmm. and then went to uh, Michigan and now it's coming down to Ohio mm-hmm. and it's going. what it's doing... <sighs> is is it's well it's not it's like for bad for us but it goes into these trees i forget the the name of the tree that like uh, that it's attacking and it, it, it uh, drills holes in it and lays eggs in it and then when all the babies come out they just pretty much destroy everything so it's killing this whole uh, breed it of tree Is a bark beetle? No it's something something I've never heard of and, and, and it's just destroying all the. my dad has had these trees for 30 years in his backyard these humongous trees they're all dead and he's like dude they're, all the trees in the neighborhood are dead like Whoa. like it's just attacking Ohio right now and when it was in Michigan before How
2: do they stop it?
1: They, they can't they, they can't Tree to tree, like you could have these people come out to your tree, uh, tree and put this like shit in it and they drill these holes in the tree and put like this chemical in the tree that Whoa. supposedly helps it. But it's it, it didn't work for my dad, like all that he had it, all his trees treated. Whoa, it. and it's just destroying all these trees.
2: That's insane, yeah. That's fucked, man, yeah. Isn't it weird how like we now because of all the cross pollination with ships and planes and we can introduce shit to a place where it has no natural predators, right? And that the whole system just gets completely fucked. I was on the um, the uh, not uh, not even the highway. It was on like uh, regular streets last night at about ten o'clock. And as I'm driving down the street, I saw this fucking coyote standing in the road, staring at me, and then he trots over to the sidewalk. And then I slow down, and I look at him, and he's staring at me, and he looks left, he looks right, and then he ruts up, runs up into someone's driveway. And I'm looking at that coyote, and am like, that mother, that's reality. Yeah, Re, That's nature. That's something that doesn't know traffic lights, doesn't give a fuck about your laws, doesn't give a fuck about, you know, the, oh, that's your kid? Oh, I won't, I won't fuck with your kid you know th- th- this that's a crazy little monster running around eating cats, eating rabbits, killing things all around people's homes and that's 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 reality that thing's going to be here long after these buildings rot away and nuclear waste uh, makes people evacuate you know everything west of Pasadena. You know, I mean, w- once that actually happens, when things like that actually happen,
1: there, there's a gang of coyotes, coyotes. take over. There's a gang of coyotes that live in Burbank, and I have this thing where I I I, I feel weird with coyotes because I don't feel like they're going to attack me at all, even though they might sometime. But I always roll down the window and fuck with coyotes. Like I'll whistle and be like, "Hey, you, come here!" You know, like like uh, do you play they're, with the coyotes? You, animals, see? you know, you think they're like dogs, but <laughs> you right. ever see
2: a picture of a coyote with their mouth open?
1: Yeah, it's scary. It's fucking
2: nuts, man. Yeah. They, they they look like cartoon mouths. Like their mouths have so like get, take a, pull up a picture of one coyote mouth open big teeth something Google coyote asshole um, butthole asshole whatever you want to put in yeah. the um, um, the the extra like extra teeth that they have are really fucking crazy. Yeah, check
1: this picture out. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> oh Jesus! Look at all these fucking teeth! Look at that! Look at his fucking teeth! That's so scary. It's really fucked up when you think about that young girl that got killed by coyotes. It's so rare that that happens, yeah. but it can happen. Little kids get bitten by them all the time, but usually little kids are near their parents, so usually what happens is like the dad comes over and beats the fuck out of the coyote, and the coyote lets go. Like, it's happened a few times uh, in, uh, in recent memory, but fucking this chick was just walking through the woods, and a whole gang of them circled her and just said, we could take her, and just jacked her killed by coyotes. Ooh, that's gruesome.
1: Yeah, the gang in my neighborhood just hangs out around my fence like all of my d- d- dog will come out and go to the bathroom and you can just hear like like it, my dog start barking and then you just see all these feet scattering around my fence like, oh, these coyotes are going to try to attack my my dog if they dude, can.
2: <laughs> dude, knowing that coyotes can attack people like that, I say we kill all of them. And people are like, no, the coyotes are our friends. Do you know they uh, killed a mountain lion in Santa Monica? Do you know about that? Yeah,
1: I heard about that.
2: Where are you going, Joe Diaz?
1: Is coyote good eating? Like, can you eat a coyote? Because m- what if we can make it some kind of coyote burger? I bet you could eat it if you had to eat it. I bet it would
2: taste like shit. I bet it would taste like hatred. Yeah, I bet coyote meat just tastes like rotten hatred. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> this coyote brain—that's a crazy voice. <laughs> Cunty fucking animals, coyotes are. So they killed this mountain lion in, Sandy- in um, uh, Santa Monica, mm-hmm. in, da- in like where everybody is in right. Santa Monica populated area.
1: And it wasn't you know? a homeless person.
2: No, it's a fucking mountain lion. It was a real mountain lion, not a cougar, not a, a crazy old bitch. And um, when, when they killed it, there was all these Facebook posts, and one of them was my favorite. It was so awesome. There's this woman, and she said, Why are we, well, it's only because of our ego that we think we are better than animals. You know, animals have a soul, and she like, you know, soul in all caps. I would gladly take a bullet for an animal, or a dog, or a cat, or a bear, or a deer, before I would for a person. Exclamation point, exclamation point. I mean I was I was looking at this, I'm like, this is amazing. Like this is a this is a person that's actually saying you shouldn't kill that monster that's roaming through the neighborhood. The hundred and fifty pound cat. No, you shouldn't kill that unpredictable beast. And if you wanted to do that, I would gladly take that bullet. I would sacrifice my life for this monster. You sacrifice your life for one of the most horrific creations of nature. A big cat. A, a, a mean, thoughtless, killing machine. That You can't even roll a basketball in front of one of those things. They fucking dive on it and bite it. That's their instinct.
1: Yeah, but they could have also done that as a weapon. Just like, hey, get away from me, cat! Here, to chase this ball. One of those things
3: we got all this money and all this technology. They can put one of those bullets and put them to sleep and take them to a the zoo. And yeah. And figure out what's going on. You don't yeah. Have to kill fucking everything. Yeah. Kill, I, I do. I do think I that. Kill bear, everything. I understand a bear is is, is a harmful animal, or whatever. But something made that bear come down. That bear don't want to fuck with nobody We don't want to fuck with him. Right. So yeah. they are building somewhere they shouldn't be fucking building. Or there's no food for the fucking bear.
2: It's most likely no food so, for the bear. And it's also the problem with bears and, and people is that once they find out that they can go to garbage cans and get food, that's it. They just go it. to garbage it's cans over. all the time. Then they have to take them and put them in zoos and shit. They you become know, problems. Listen, I,
3: I understand. You have to protect the community. We can't have a bear or a fucking mountain lion. Does anybody know what a mountain lion or do to a human being and how fast? But at the same time, let's see if we could fucking mummify him first. Take him to a museum, figure out what made this fucking happen. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Shoot one of those darts in him. No, we have you those darts. Something. You got something on your lip. We have darts and lasers. Darts started. and lasers? Yeah, we have lasers and darts. I think they but tried to shoot But I got to see a kid running, running a on a the 101 dart. backwards and he gets shot. Dart him. What the fuck you got these darts for? You got darts, officers. Dart him. Laser him. You talk about him. You show him in a Chuck Norris movie. Now you're on the 101 and you don't want to dart nobody. You he, follow me? I we're <laughs> a little bit too... We're a little bit... Think- Taser in people's dangerous. We're a little bit too quick. We're a little bit too quick to pull a fucking trigger. I love the, I love the fucking you know, bearing arms and everything. But it's a bear. Anybody who knows hunting or whatever, just sit still for two minutes and get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. You, You you kick a garbage can. They're more scared of us until we fucking corner them. You know, I looked. I looked fucking aspen where they were everywhere. Yeah, they but you were gotta, You got to be real careful. Got to be real careful. But you know, I if seen a, a lot of shit in cubs, aspen. Get, I used to see schools of raccoons, schools of them crossing the street. From the big one to the little tiny one at the end. I know those motherfuckers are dangerous, but you can't hit them with a car. Let them be.
2: I wish I saved a picture. There's a picture that I I saw once. Uh, I don't remember if it was uh, online or in a book or a magazine. I wish I saved this picture because I haven't been able to find it in all my Google searches. But it was a guy who was a photographer who was killed by a bear. And he was taking pictures of a female and her cubs. And the last image on his camera before he was killed by the bear is the bear with its teeth glared charging him. And it's a fucking horrific picture. They found it. The they found it on the dude's camera. I bet that is. And I remember you, looking at it and thinking so powerful. Pictures. Yeah, it's and crazy. Stay
3: mind your business. When they <laughs> shot Jim Jones and the cameraman went down, remember the camera kept running as they were shooting everybody. As we got on the plane from Guyana, that was live footage had mm-hmm. on television. What the fuck were you doing in Guyana? You should have been taking pictures in San Francisco where you live.
2: That Jim Jones story. Do you remember is that fascinating, shit? Man. When they I shot him they, at the airport. What was the dude's name? Uh, who did who played him in the movie? Power's booth. Ooh, Power's booth is a, a fucking bad savage, motherfucker. savage, He's a bad
3: motherfucker. They only use him
2: for certain things. Oh my god, he comes out and when, when you need a heavy Southern gentleman throwing heat. Hey, Power's John. Booth's a bad motherfucker.
1: Well, look at the screen right here. Is it this that for some reason uh, the image isn't showing up? But it says the images captures a bare seconds before it's mauled to its photographer's oh, false. Today. Yeah. Well,
2: I think you're thinking of a different picture, though. The the, the yeah, one the tr- re- they're thinking of one where it's um, a, a bear comes into a guy's tent. Mm. I think that's a different image.
1: Okay. What's up, Joe Rogan, baby? Well, nothing, baby. What's
2: I going think, on, man? See if I mean. See if we can find it. You're yeah. very excited about. There's, this There weekend? is one fake one, though. A fake one, where they, they showed they I'm photoshopped it. Sorry, I cannot
3: go clothes. with you. going to be. This is a great fucking card. It's a great this card.
2: Weekend. It's going to be sick. There's some
3: great cards coming up in the next few fucking weeks too. Yeah, August. This Junior July. Dos Santos
2: and Frank Mir is going to oh. be nuts. I was uh, going to ask you, Joe. Remember
1: the Salvia guy that 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 was the 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 crazy MMA guy that was always talking about not Salvia but Stevia. Oh it's yeah, Stevia. yeah, I know that whole story yeah. Yeah, well, be, yeah, I
2: don't know, probably shouldn't talk about it oh, Don't talk about it Yeah, no. don't no. give him any attention Yeah, that's yeah. Fuck something's him Something's wrong with so, him
3: So what do you think about this car, baby? Let's break it down I'm very excited for you I'm Sorry I can't go
2: yeah, I wish you could go. It would be fun. I, I want to watch one with you guys. we got to go to a Strikeforce card. force. Next time is a big Strikeforce fight. Did you see uh, the last one? Did you see Josh Barnett and I Daniel Cormier? Him, I haven't watched woo! it yet. What a fight. Both guys broke their hands in the first round, too.
3: Now, I heard Cormier look very good. He's a beast. He's a fucking Throwing beast. kicks. He, side he kicks launched
2: Josh day. Barnett into the air, too. Josh Barnett is a big boy. He's a big Daniel boy. Daniel Cormier hoisted him up and, woo! Boom! Threw him for a ride. Controlled him on top. Smashed him. Cut him up with elbows. He's a, and he's only had, like, I think that was his fifth MMA fight. I mean, it's amazing. Daniel how, Cormier how is a motherfucker. Is, how
3: long has uh, the babyface assassin been
2: around? He's been around forever. He was uh, one he of now? the youngest UFC champs. He won, uh, I don't know how old he was when he won the title, but I remember he beat, he beat Randy Couture, and then there was some sort of a dispute with the UFC you know, management, and UFC didn't get along, and he left. And then he started fighting overseas, and he fought in pride, and... You know, and then he um, uh, came back and uh, and became part of the strike force tournament. You know, but dude, he's been around forever. He's, that guy's fought everybody. He's, you know, he's fought Minotaro. He's fought Cro Cop twice. You know, he's, he's fought a lot of fucking dudes. I just thought his
3: experience would really shine through. But from Cormier's what I'm hearing. Cormier's a
2: motherfucker, man. Well, you know, though, Josh Barnett broke his hand in the first round. And so did Cormier. They both broke their hand in the first round. So, uh, you know. Who knows how a rematch would go, but Cormier uh, won that fight with his wrestling. He won that fight with his striking. I mean, he's just a motherfucker, dude, and he's not been doing it that long. He's, he's badass, man. I'm real impressed. He head-kicked Josh Barnett twice. That's right. You know? And Josh Barnett couldn't take him down. No one's been able to take him down in, in a UFC match. I mean, he's such a high-level wrestler. that It's, it's, it's going to take a fucking beast to take that guy down. You know, and so you got to stand with him. And he's really quick, man. And he's not a tall guy, but he's, like, compact and explosive. You know, and that all the years of wrestling, the high-level wrestling, I think the mental toughness that those guys gain from high school, high school, yeah, yeah that's, that competitive that's amateur wrestling. And those are different animals, man. Those are different animals. They're, those guys are tough on a whole different level. They're, like – in my opinion, the maybe the t- all like in cap, you know, you t- you look at the, the just the percentage that might be the toughest group of human beings on earth, just the toughest, mentally toughest, is amateur wrestlers. It really might be. They're fucking animals, man. Those guys, some of the shit those guys go through, and they do it dehydrated and malnourished, and they're they're out there like fucking animals.
3: You know what's crazy, Joe? You, know? you took me to the UFC in Jersey, and here's all these MMA fighters in the audience in attendance. But everybody kept looking at that Penn State fucking wrestling team, and everybody kept looking at that coach. More people went up to shake that motherfucker's hand. I heard more people going, "Look who it is! What's his name? You think the he, coach of Penn State? That's the best wrestler in the world." He, uh, oh, oh, Kale Sanderson. Kale Sanderson one? was yeah. at the fight right in the row behind me. Yeah, and he's week. wrestling again. No. Yeah,
2: I think if I don't know if it's the same guy we're thinking about. The, same the be, guy. who they
3: say is the best yeah. white so, wrestler in the world.
2: Yeah, he's an amazing wrestler. Not he a fucking a intriguing guy
3: either. Not something yeah. that you're like. Oh, I'm not gonna mess with him. Very. He was sitting behind us with the team, and everybody who walked by had to say, "Oh my God, there's Chail Sanderson or Cale Sanderson. Oh my God." Like, everybody was fucking, like, in awe of this guy. And that was when we threw the guy out, and then the guy that was with him said to me, Joey Karate, we got your back. That's when it all went down, because the guy was yelling. But everybody was looking at that guy like he was a fucking killer that day. And I mean, from Fitch to Guida, everybody was there, standing there, you know, so.
2: Yeah, he's the coach of Penn State. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Cale Sanderson. Cale yeah. Sanderson. Yeah, he's a beast. It's crazy, his, um... His, the, the, the people that uh, he uh, was wrestling with, like teaching in college, they're the ones who encouraged him to compete again. He still physically got it. He just stopped competing. I just think like, uh, uh, that high a level, like when you're at that high a level in any sport, whether it's wrestling or anything, you know, boxing, when you get to that level, it's so hard to maintain that kind of pace. It's so hard to just live your life like that where you're constantly competing. You know? when, I, when I
3: was a kid, I seen a high school wrestler. By the way, your fucking voice is just creeping me out. When uh, Was that you or him? When I was a kid, I seen uh, one of the best fights ever. I seen a high school decorated wrestler fight this kid that was a scrappy fighter, everybody knew. And dog, two minutes in, he got his hooks in this motherfucker. It was in front of a VFW. You know how they always have an American flag with the right. pole and a little fence? He picked him up and threw him over the fucking fence, dog. Oh, no. The strike, I didn't know. He just landed on his head and just stood there. Like, what am I going to do? Oh, my God. I'm not going to get back up and fight this fucking monster. Just pick them. And that's when I was like, wrestlers got something. They got that core strength. They've been working it since they were young. And some of these guys with the bent ears and shit, they ain't got yeah. no time to fuck around, man. They'll take you the fuck down. But it has made a difference in MMA that I've seen i don 't know much about it I, I, you know I watched a little bit of pride, but in the UFC you've seen these wrestlers it makes a big impact
2: judo guys and wrestlers that's the, that's the those are the the two toughest to deal with. but the thing about uh you know and both of them you know especially when it comes to international competition, they both have to deal with some pretty fucking stiff and crazy competition you know but judo in internationally especially is you know really popular it 's a really popular sport in a lot of different countries, but wrestling. There's something about wrestlers, man. That, that, that what they have to go through, their mind becomes capable of pulling shit off that other where other people wouldn't push hard enough. They would they would just they would back off before the the wrestler does, you know. These guys redlining, man. They they know how to redline their brain, their body, you know. Some of the most savage fighters of all time: Dan Henderson, Randy Couture, you know. Go through the lineup, all the, the Matt Hughes. Think about all the different guys that started off: Koscheck all the different guys who started off Hendricks uh, yeah
3: the, the, uh, Rashad Rashad yeah absolutely you know, the Lester John Fitch was a captain yep. at Purdue mm-hmm. the list is, uh, and it takes a while for their hands to catch up yep. with yep. everything else but some guys pick it right up uh, Griffin what's his name F- Fabulous Phil the one who just fought Rashad before. Oh, Phil Davis. Phil Davis, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah fabulous, whatever they call him. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, it's just, and, you know, a lot of, even Eddie always said that. You better get ready for these wrestlers and learn how to fight off your back because yeah. these wrestlers are going to fucking take you down, you know? So there's, you? so, there's so many guys that become successful.
2: Have you ever gone to this Japanese wrestling?
3: cultural center in Hollywood? No, it it? Close to Eddie's. It's a couple blocks from the old uh, legends, the one on uh, Vermont, the one that just moved. The culture of it's like where the Japanese go to practice judo in town. And it's real dirt cheap. It's hardwood floors. It's all old school. Some people go, sign up one time, and get the fuck out of there because it's very traditional. And I think they only do two classes a week, but it's going on down there. Yeah. All these other things like Aikido and La Brea with the swords and shit. They're now. gone? I'm talking about down on, uh, and they've been there since 1940-something.
2: Is there still an Aikido school in, in Hollywood?
3: No, they moved to Burbank, and then they moved again. I drive by on Magnolia, and I see him. Everything is in Burbank. Any style that you want is in Burbank. I think a lot of Burbank. Martial Bank. arts, I went to see Eddie's. Uh, I went to Burbank last night. Yeah. I had to go out, so I swung by Eddie's. I counted six fucking karate schools, kickboxing. Uh, the kick. Oh, who's the other guy that we owe fabulous? Benny. Benny the Jet has yeah. his school. I mean, Burbank, had, they have the martial arts hall of fame. Benny the Jet's in Burbank now? Benny the Jet's in Burbank, man. They got a new king, kickboxing school. They got two Gracie Barras. You used to new Mexico. Uh,
2: when I first moved here, man, I used to go to his place in Van Nuys. And he would have all these gangbangers that they would give uh, free classes to and uh, let them work out. And you, you know, you'd be like taking kickboxing classes with these fucking gangbangers, wow. man. It was there was there was some, parts of it that were kind of creepy, and a lot of people were complaining about it because there was like a few problems. But I remember this one dude came in and he had a a tattoo on his back. That looked like you drew it, you know, and it said, "Whatever the, it was like Vatas or something like that." Fuck the rest. And he had it tattooed on his back. Wow. I mean, it was look looked like you did or like anybody did. Like, I gave you a tattoo gun for the first time and said, "Well, just see what you could do." <laughs> and I was I was thinking, like, this is not a guy you want to punch in the face. This is not a guy who has a lot to lose. Like, you know, this is a uh, this is like I might want to just keep my hands up and stick a
3: move. <laughs> You might want to just get in your car and get the fuck out yeah, of Yeah, well there's get was, involved.
2: There was uh he had there was, you know, Benny the Jet and then he I think he had um uh family members that would also teach there too. I forget uh, I forget the whole history of it so I don't want to talk about it. But they had a lot of uh they would let a lot of gangbangers go there. It was a big culture shock thing coming from uh you know, coming from New York and then moving here and then
1: taking kickboxing with gangbangers. <laughs> All right, fuck that yep. remember that <laughs> yeah. remember that bug we were talking about earlier uh, yeah. that, that is killing all these trees it's called an emerald ash borer and look at that it looks like a a, a cricket at a disco I mean it's just scary looking it looks high tech it looks like a robot cricket
2: yeah it's like a Nissan GTR bug <laughs> look at that thing ew and that thing does. That's the thing that just goes into trees and
1: fucking lays a bunch of eggs in trees that destroys that, the trees, and then those things hatch and become more of these. It's like a fucking army of tree killers.
2: That's so fucking nutty, man. Yeah. It's so weird. When, so what do we have to do? Bring over like Komodo dragons eat these that, fucking Doesn't things? that look like alien technology? That's like alien technology. It's got nothing to do with you. No, you know, you know what what's going to happen? What are you going to
3: fucking do? The Komodo. This has been going on for years. We started with termites. What do you expect? Termites were from here? Where are termites? Whatever the fuck. I'm just saying. This started years ago with termites. They eat trees. They eat the roofs. This yeah, is but fucking new to you. Yeah, but you it, it is new when you, you have, have an invasive species. Invasive oh, please. They were bringing weed in through Miami. What do you think was coming in those fucking bags? What well, do you think it was just weed, lice, and... Fucking bugs and palmetto bugs and snakes. Uh, what do you think yeah. was coming to those fucking shipments. Yeah. You know, big nine foot fucking cobra got in from some fucking Colombian jungle. You think this and they and they got dicks and they look for ears and they all, all these fucking creatures. It's 2013. In- You're the, gonna have a new fucking creature every week. The scariest man, I'm invasive. about to smoke my little vapor, so get the fire. I got oh. a new match. I got master motherfucking Kush this oh. week, you know what I'm saying? I was smoking this shit on the plane. Oh, it's tremendous.
1: <laughs> you know what's so funny? He was smoking on the plane next to an old lady, and I, did we talk about this yesterday no and uh and i'm like wow that's crazy i guess you know i guess you can do probably do, it's not against the law to do those things you know vapor if it was like an electronic cigarette you right. know i guess but then then he did it in a car when we were driving to uh pittsburgh and he just starts hitting it and all the windows are up and immediately i smelled weed and i'm like if you did that on the plane everybody smelled that no, it, it, it does smell like weed still on the plane, have a <laughs>
3: suction thing right <laughs> and then, yeah you had that suction if, thing if you blow it you have a vacuum of air. So when you blow it over your shoulder to the window. Oh, you got to do it to the left. You got to, the to the do it to the left. But I was smoking on two different flights, and nobody smells nothing. There's of the, the thing vacuum. about
2: pot smoke, man, <laughs> that when you're smoking, it doesn't smell like anything. It's the weirdest thing. I know. It's just like when, cigarettes. When you, well, you, yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, just like you cigarettes. don't smell the sm- smoke on your own body. Well, that's a weird thing that they say about smells, that olfactory senses, uh, they only detect changes. So like you can get used to a stinky town. Mm-hmm. That's how people live if they live like some place that has a paper like paper
1: mill or something like uh, that. Yeah,
2: yeah, that that could do it. Or um, I think slaughterhouses. That's a real problem. Cow poop. Yeah, cow. Pa- yeah, if you pass like pastures and cows are shitting all over the place and it just stinks horribly. <coughs> fucked up. They shit so much, they just shit everywhere. Oh yeah. You drive by, it's just shit. You're smelling shit.
1: Yeah, going to my mom's house, I have to go by like a good half mile where the whole like air is just shit smell it smells like a thousand poops you know that's
2: nature telling you that this is dirty you don't want to eat anything anywhere near this that's like a big warning sign right that's why shit smells terrible right
3: I don't fucking know. What you this I don't, you I don't think, I don't think you
2: should uh, smoke that thing on a plane. And no, I'm going to make you promise that you're not going to do that from now on. And, Fuck,
1: and oh. he got caught with it at an airport. At and bank, they, he did? Burbank
3: yeah. took it out, looked at it, they couldn't even figure it out. Those fucking geniuses. So, they brought a cop over and they gave it right back to me and I was puffing all the way to gate number three like a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
0: crazy. So what did you
2: say it was when they a asked you? A fucking electric
3: it was. cigarette. Oh. Didn't even ask. How's that one for you? Didn't even ask. They
2: didn't even ask. They just looked at it. They wanted to know if it was like some sort of a Gene Simmons bomb from one of those movies. Such a Remember bad Remember that thing, idea. the little wanted, thing? Dead or
0: alive
3: oh, at yeah. the end when they put the bomb in Rutger his fucking Howard. mouth. Give me the bonus. Fuck the bonus. And they pulled the thing and he's Clink, like, ah, I boom. still got that on my thing just for that scene. The movie's horrible. But that scene is fucking class. Listen, man. How many
2: movies did Gene Simmons do?
3: I don't know. why. I know he played that and I seen him on an episode of Miami Vice one time. That's it i never seen him, uh, but he's probably done a bunch of fucking movies.
2: He was on an episode of Miami Vice? Yeah.
3: He played like a drug dealer or something.
0: Some, some Miami Vice
2: changed the fucking game. Dude started wearing blazers and no socks. They started wearing loafers with no socks. Why? Because that's what they wore on Miami Vice. They wanted to be like you're in Miami. Dudes started buying white cars. Who the fuck bought a white car before 1980? There's no white cars. Get out of here with your stupid fucking white car. How many white Corvettes do you see? There's like ten of them ever made. White seems white. (laughs) White's only for
1: like Honda Accords or something.
2: When they saw that white Testarossa, they were like, "Oh shit!" Did you
1: see Will Smith White wheels too? Did you see Will Smith slap that dude? Yeah That's crazy him. And then he lied He's like Try to kiss me in the mouth I'm like Hey we can all see the video He didn't try to kiss you in the mouth he kissed his face <laughs> a few
2: times He might have been trying to kiss him You know In the mouth There might have been like Some pulling or Yeah you're right or, You know I really, didn't think about that yeah. I don't yeah. like people touching me the I don't like that either Well Smith that, could have Bat
3: slapped him You know he
2: did He barely touched what him I mean Smith he just went like this to the guy's face Right And everybody's oh, saying it. That it was like some assault Oh my like god Get out of here
3: It's like Always at publicity At events when somebody, at the Longest Yard thing, somebody said something to fucking Burt Reynolds, and Burt Reynolds pushed him. Listen, he's 66 years old. He was just trying to get publicity for the fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? Probably not even. It's probably just ego. <laughs> the guy came over and said something, and Burt Reynolds was like, Did you see the original one? The guy goes, No, Burt Reynolds smacked him.
2: <laughs> really? Really? Smack. Whoa. Is that online?
1: Is that a video I don't of that? fucking know. Bro. Oh, you got to see. Oh, Burt God. Reynolds see smacks that. guy. Burt Reynolds smacked the fuck. Burt Reynolds is
2: one of those guys where I look at him and I kind of feel bad, you know, when I see, like, his face all stretched out. Like, when I was a kid, I looked at Burt Reynolds and I'm like, that guy's the shit. Like, I remember, like, Smokey and the Bandit. He's always smiling. That's what I would always think. Like, this guy looks like he's always having a great time. He didn't have a
3: good time until he married Lonnie Anderson. And they that They shut him down and left him with pills. And he was really. Fucking. But dog, you watch him even in the longest yard, the beginning of the longest yard, he goes in, he beats the bitch. Beats the bitch. Watch the movie. He gets in the car and what fucking song does he get on when he turns it on? What? Saturday night special. Let it Skin. It. Watch it. He's so fucking. he's got a velour jacket on with fucking patches on his thing. He look like a fucking he looks like the guy that played Superfly. That's what he looks like in that movie. He smacks her. He's laying in bed. She's giving him a hard time. He smacks her. He takes her fucking car. Saturday Night Special drives it, Cuts off cops. Takes it to the ocean and dumps it into the ocean and goes to the bar. And they come get him at the bar. And they start fucking around. He beats the one cop up. Then they take him to the... Burt Reynolds was the shit.
1: Here's, a, here's the video, I think. Burt Reynolds apparently got a little slap happy last night, hitting a CBS producer at a movie
3: premiere in Chelsea. And we're the only ones with the video. CBS is Michael pomeranz here
2: now with the uh, Blow My Blow. Michael? Maurice Reynolds attending the premiere of his new film, really a remake of his old film, The Longest Yard. When either in jest or in anger, depending on who you believe, Reynolds slapped the CBS employee who was asking the star about that movie. And today, CBS
4: News says it is looking into the matter. You judge for yourself. Tell us a you know about the movie. Well, you don't know anything about We asked him to tell him about it. He's standing here in a shirtless, diamond. A man works for CBS. I just I like the guy. He's a nice guy, a tough guy. Man, I can't
2: just, listen. I know listen, what's listen, up with the listen, audio.
3: Let me tell you something, my friend. The audio is hard. These horrible. guys, none of these little producers, nobody knows a smack like the dude who got smacked on 2020 by the wrestler. Oh That yeah. was a smack. Oh, oh yeah. Smith's a punk with that little backhand they gave the dude. That wrestler, when he fucking smacked... What's his name? Tom Slossel? Something like John Stossel. that. John Stossel. John yeah. Stossel. He, he smacked he, him. That boy got up. Uh, he like ruptured he, his he, eardrum. Yeah, he he fucking up, smacked him with a hand yeah. bigger than mine. That was a smack. Yeah. Fucking Will Smith giving this guy a fucking love.
2: All place. Will Smith did was gen- gently touch the guy with his fingers on his face. Anybody who calls what Will Smith did a slap, he gently did this to the guy's face. It was like so... It was so non aggressive. Yeah, this guy's a fucking he
3: ain't in it. huge dude. Too. Ain't in it because it's a tough business. That's terrific. Wait, is that all you got? Well, I'll ask you the standard question. You know? Standard question. I think this is fake. You think it's fake? There you go. What's that? Is that fake? Huh? What the hell's wrong with you? That's open hand slap, huh? You think it's fake? Damn. Huh? What do you mean? Hey, how's the, the matter? Huh? Yeah.
2: That's fucking real, guys. That dude cuffed him. That's fucking real, right there. That dude cuffed him. That's
3: a guy not getting paid enough to do his job.
2: Well, you know, it's also the way he said it was very arrogant, like he was going to be safe. I think it's fake. You know, it's not. You know, saying it's fake, duh. Fucking duh. Everyone knows it's fake. You know, it's 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 obviously planned out in advance. But to say it's not a tough job, you're crazy. Those guys are always busted up. Do you remember when those they guys did are the always to get hooked on, on
3: pain stuff? What? Do you remember when they did the expose on wrestling on twenty twenty and they showed us all the tricks? how they would take the razor blade and cut your forehead. Yeah, 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 and make, it bleed. And make yeah. it bleed. That was a great expose. A lot of people didn't know about yeah. that shit.
2: Imagine the, they did that. They used to cut their own, their own head.
3: And I knew about it because one of the training schools in New Jersey. So when I was going to grammar school, one of the teachers kept telling me, if you're good guys, we'll take you to the wrestling. I know, Chief J. Strombo, whatever. <laughs> it's all fake and shit. When I found that wrestling was fake in the fourth grade, I was pissed for about 10 minutes.
2: I went to El Tapatio the other day and they had the Mexican wrestling on. Those dudes have some fucking dope moves, man. How
3: about the outfits?
2: Oh, the outfits outfits are outstanding. They had dudes with, like, long Conan hair. No one looks like they've ever even heard of steroids. It's so weird because steroids are legal in Mexico, and these dudes are, like, regular-looking dudes. (laughs) But they had some crazy moves. I was, like, really impressed, like, jumping through the air, wrapping their legs around the dude's neck and flipping the dude through the air. Like, they did some nutty shit. I was like, wow, that is acrobatic. If you can't appreciate that, I mean, obviously, it is theater. But there's there's a physicality to it that you you know it's very disrespectful to call it fake, you know it's not fake. Especially it's,
1: in that little attitude he did, that little sassy no he did. Then.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like he yeah. said it to a guy without any fear of his own safety being protected. He thought by a camera and reality. The and media
3: wasn't shit then, my friend. Yeah. The media wasn't what it was today. The media wasn't shit. That was just somebody who was taking up your fucking.
2: He just didn't have to be cunty yeah, about it. it. If, he, to, if he if yeah. he com- communicate with the guy. And and asked him, are there predetermined outcomes? How you know? I mean, that's what he should have said, you know, instead of saying like the way he did it. Yeah, well, I'll steal the standard question: Is it fake? It looks fake to me. You know, like wow, you're 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 like you're pawing at a lion. Like, look at the size of that guy. that guy. You don't feel uncomfortable with that? This guy's all sweaty and hyped up from a fucking wrestling match where they always get kneed in the head and fucking kicked in the head accidentally and punched in the head. Like You see some of the shit they do where they do like flying sidekicks and hit each other in the head? They hit each other in the fucking head, man. There's a lot of times they're actually hitting each other. It's not pre- Even if it's choreographed, it's not precise.
3: That's it's a fucking pretty.
2: Hard so way to make a living, what's man. What's funny, when
3: I went to Miami at the end of April, that week was also WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So all these old-timers are in Miami. So every radio show I went to do that week had an old-time wrestler. I was talking about it. And it was very interesting to see that, believe it or not, these guys still have followings. Oh, I believe it. They still have followings. They do all those things that they show you in The Wrestler where they people come and sign T-shirts and talk about 1981. I wonder where the I, Jimmy
2: the Superfly Snooker is.
3: Do you remember mm-hmm. the fucking the, the ultimate warrior used to live in Boulder in his heyday? Did he? He was up in Boulder shooting fucking banana juice. Snapping Slim jams. <laughs> this motherfucker. Shooting banana I juice. remember one time seeing him at the puddle car wash. He had a, at that time, nobody had a 7 BMW in the early 80s. I don't even think they made him, and he had him just because he had a fitting one. And I'll never forget, it was off-season or something. He got out of that fucking car, Joe, and he had a vein that was a cord. I don't have to lie to nobody. Go look at fucking the Ultimate Warrior. He's a he giant dude. Dogs, yeah. But his veins, his biceps, were some of the biggest, most. That was a bicep. But he had a vein out here that lifted three-quarters of an inch from his arm. I seen it. I looked Ugh. at it, stared at it, and like was like, let me see how far. His vein and his bicep... Went up three quarters of an inch off the skin,
2: bro. Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't realize how
3: big those guys that are. That dude.
2: Let me see if you get an Ultimate Warrior shot for me. I saw Hulk yeah. Hogan the first time, like when I was in Hollywood. Like, it was right outside of. Um, before I, I've met him, I met him at uh, the UFC, and I, I had the honor of interviewing him once. Right, right. I get right. to I talk. That. It was fun because I got to like talk, like get excited about pro wrestling with him, you know, and like hey, know, and pump it up. He's fucking great, He's man. Great. That guy's got a lot of pain, though. He's got... I mean, he's gone through... You ever see, like, all the operations this that guy. guy's gotten through? Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. the yeah, that's the ultimate and warrior? That's the ultimate warrior. And how tall is that dude? He's, like, 6'3 or some shit? I'll tall... Dude, don't focus on
1: his dick, Brian. That's no, how No, I was him. looking at his own shirt. He's, he's busting through his own shirt, but in yeah, a, heart. Crazy, why yeah, a, a heart. This crazy, though. Why does he have a heart? Hmm. I uh, think... I think it's
2: just Europe. And I He's got a lot arms. of colors on. Is this colors. Richard Simmons? Look at his face. This no, is this Richard Simmons. Isn't though. it
1: crazy that
3: they decide to like paint their face up? Yeah. And the outfit with the suspenders, whatever the fuck they are. Look at his arms. This guy was pretty yoked. Him and the Barbarian Brothers. I remember seeing when I was a kid. Those two guys. They were in the Flamingo Kid. I don't know what happened to those guys.
2: Isn't face paint like war paint a strange thing? The idea that you know you're gonna you're gonna doll your face up to make yourself look meaner. When you go to battle, like that's gonna matter. Like the, the the ritual of rubbing shit on your face, and put your war mask on before you go into battle. Like where the fuck did that ever come from? Like does it make someone extra scary if they got black stuff all over their face?
3: But are you talking about the street? Or no, are you talking like about Indians, American Indians, and I'm oh, talking okay. about you
2: know d- different people that have put war paint on. Well, over the, po- the years.
3: war paint for the american indian symbolized something
2: remember braveheart he put like fucking yeah, shit all over his face it symbolized
3: something but like uh, if you're in the green beret and you got to go take and you gotta right. paint your face green that's it's different still, you know it's Camouflage. a different thing yeah but it's still it must put you there yeah
2: the it ritual must let right like you
3: know that it's time to fucking rock it's time to get
1: you know, get it, crazy it's
3: got to get you that's how you probably get fired up by putting the makeup on though tonight
1: do you guys remember this following is a
3: paid announcement so what do you want to do i don't know what do you wanna
4: do? You boy's a bit bored? Snap me to it! Snap me to a slim jail! <laughs> Turn to the spice! Make me just a taste! Hey, noise! Antique! Snap me to it! Need a little
0: excitement! Snap
2: me to a jail! For, for those <laughs> that didn't watch this but rather listened to this podcast. That might be one of the most retarded things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. It's a big, giant, roided-up dude handing out Slim Jims.
3: Is he still alive? Is that guy still alive? That's Decca de Roblin like a motherfucker. Is he, is he still
2: alive? Uh, yeah, Before they I figured so. out the he test? Is?
0: Yeah.
2: Wow. I wonder what he looks like now.
1: Let's find out. I just typed in Slim Jim. That was <laughs> fucking <laughs> huge.
2: What a strange ad. What is it supposed to be? Snap into a Slim Jim, and why are you so angry, sir? What's going on here? You're fucking going nutty, screaming and flexing. <laughs> Snap into a <laughs> Slim Jim. The kid bites into it, he flies out of his shoes. Like, what the fuck kind of physics <coughs> are we dealing with here? <laughs> what, is, oh. what kind of... A, who, who greenlit that commercial?
3: I think the Ultimate
1: Warrior has a
3: blog now. Oh, he does? Yeah. How fun would it be just to start shooting steroids and not stop? Just like, get crazy, just go say, Hulk just style. One day, go. You know what? I'm gonna start fucking eating them, and I'm not even doing cycles.
2: Well, I think if you look at those guys who have done that, like it is possible to stay alive. Like look at the the guys who were like big time professional bodybuilders. They're still like they're still out there. they you know. They get off the shit, and they, their body shrinks down to, like, normal size. I want to know
3: what Tom Platt's legs looked like today. That's what you got to find. Yeah. That's what we got to find. That's a good question. I want to know what Tom Platt's looks like today. I want to know. I mean, we all look, know what Arnold looked like. Listen, bro, the first time you seen, uh, what was the movie, Pumping Iron? Arnold, yeah. What was the shit? You could say whatever the fuck. Arnold the Franco Colombo, a little fucking Italian with that back from here to here. Yeah. fucking laying brick and block all his life. He's like, I'd get a big block. Get the fuck out of Your, your whole family tree laid fucking 12 inch block. He probably <laughs> built everything in fucking Italy. Look at you, you little fuck. He was yoked. Franco he was
2: yoked. Papa. He was a strong dude. Isn't it funny that you you, you said Tom Platt. And Tom we Platz. both know that that guy was associated with having giant legs. It's giant like he's legs. synonymous. I remember his legs. Isn't that leg incredible, workout. though? There's no workout. other guy that has like, no, that, guy like that. Like they're synonymous with striations, one body part muscles and legs. striations yeah. legs. His legs were giant.
3: You know, Earl Campbell had big legs, but uh, uh, Tom Platt's had yeah. just ripped. I'm sorry. They were giant. Can you find a the picture they of Tom so Platt's big. legs just to show What's his name? Tom, Tom Platt's. P-L-A-T-Z. He was like. 1980, if you can, because that's when he was a king.
2: His upper body was big. I mean, he was a huge Yeah, 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 But nothing like his legs. His legs were ridiculous. What the fuck were
3: they shooting in their legs in those days? Look at that. Look at his jaw. Look at his legs. Look at his fucking jaw. His jaw is juice. He's got muscle, and his at, that guy would crack a fucking Ari legs. peanut. Look at him.
2: Look at his legs. Look
3: at th- this is nineteen eighty. Look at his cheeks. Back up again. He's oh my god!
2: Body. Look at his 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 legs are the freakiest thing though. Look how much they stand out from the rest of his body. That's insane. <laughs> it's like somebody opened up his legs and stuck a whole basketball in there. He's got a basketball in each leg. Look at the fucking size of those things. They're crazy. That is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life.
3: Ever, ever. That's that was a waste.
2: He has a waist for each thigh. That's look insane. At
3: that. Look at That's the veins going through the fucking leg. What
2: the fuck are they shooting? And he has no balls whatsoever. No, if you no. Look, they
3: fucking went into his legs.
2: Yeah, when you look, when they get to like this size, they're so juiced to the gills, their balls are shut down. They just down.
3: tapped. They just tapped. Their they balls, said there's, there's, their balls no. are
2: show. Look at the size of him. My God, he was enormous.
3: I gotta find what he looks like today. Jesus
2: Christ. Hi, guys. Look at the fucking signs of his legs. That's insane.
0: You ever see anything like
1: that? Oh,
2: my God. That's like from another animal. It's like he took some meat off of a horse and put it onto his
3: body. I remember he used to like try to sell leg workouts. You're like, Tom, Uh, no one wants to
2: have legs like yours. No, Tom, that's that's number one. Number
3: two was no fucking running up hills that got you that shit.
2: Not only that, it's also a genetic issue. He must have crazy genetics. That's what it looks like. That those, one of those. Myostatin That's what his balls look like.
3: <laughs> Issue dogs. See if we nice. can find the picture. Look at Robbie Robinson. Look at the black guy.
4: Oh my God. Oh my God. Jesus look fucking at Christ. Robbie Robinson. Oh my God. Jesus
3: Christ.
2: Oh my God. Oh my God. Look at this. His, there's a photo. We're looking at a photo of his back, ladies and gentlemen, and it doesn't even look possible. It doesn't look possible. It looks like if you were going to do, like, a, a cartoon on what a you know a bodybuilder would look like. You know? Like, if you, were, if you were drawing it for South Park or something. Yeah. It, just, it, it can't even be real. Blair. Isn't it crazy, though, that that's what happens when you, you do shit like try to have competitions where you see who has the best body and the biggest muscles? Like, standards sort of change. And then, it, just like fake tits... Like the the standard becomes
3: the unnatural, unachievable without drugs look. But what's crazy about this, Joe, is I thought that weightlifting and steroids and recovery and everything has excelled so much in 30 years. That had to be 1982 when Tom Plants took that picture. Right. That's 30 fucking years ago. You don't want
2: <laughs> oh, look <at> that picture. <laughs> he looks great. He's got no he's got no pants on and he's flexing his legs. That's cartoon legs. That man. is cartoon. It's so cartoonish. It's crazy. It's like crazy. A, is he has great. extra muscles in his legs. It's I mean, and he became famous for it too. So that became like, you know, the thing he concentrated on. If you keep hearing that sucking in the background, that's Joey Diaz. He's using uh, using some, some oh. device. He's Jews it getting right running to the microphone.
3: <laughs> Eureka vaping like a motherfucking Joe Rogan. Look. Um,
2: that's uh, that's amazing, that Tom Platt's guy. That's amazing. That's that's yeah. shocking. It's amazing what a person can do. You could the way you could change your body. Just sticking some stuff in there and do a fuckload of squats. Yeah, brother. What are you doing, Joey Diaz? You tweeting? No, no, no. Answering no, text no, messages?
4: No. My wife <laughs> my wife. <laughs>
2: Brian do you think you would ever be uh, willing to uh, get on a bodybuilding program and do roids for like a TV show
1: no but I'm supposed to Saturday uh, go to Richard Simmons uh, and do his class his and class I'm doing it just because I think it will be funny
2: oh it'll be amazing <laughs> where are you, you going to do his class I think it's
1: in Santa Monica it's called shit yeah. I want to do his class do you want to?
2: <laughs> I want to I have to do the UFC though oh, what
1: class yeah, is that a, Saturday is the UFC it's, it's, like, it's like sweating to the how often is he there? Something. How often know. is he there? I think he does it like every week. Really? I, yeah. Teaches it. I, Richard Simmons. I and mean, oh. you fucking work out with Richard Simmons and all these really old ladies and gay guys. And we're they, gonna make
2: it happen. Let's work out with Richard
1: Simmons. I am Saturday. This, I
2: mean, look. Either way, it's you'd be amazed. It's it's a good workout. Oh, like yeah. if you tried to do sweat into the oldies and you actually kept it, it's like a nice little workout. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. When, we'll I left the, when I left I, the Y today, that, I think it, if I get really baked, it's going to be the best How much thing you I've think ever it'll done. it cost? I think it's like 60 bucks. Hmm. hmm. That's when, worth when it. When I left
3: the yeah. Y today, they were doing, uh, what's the Country Line thing? Country, country Line. Country Line aerobics. Bunch of fucking big rednecks in there fucking doing it. Doing aerobics? It I like country line dancing mixed with aerobics. It's like fucking Zumba. So line dancing, line dancing mixed with aeros- aerobics. It's amazing right. what people do for jump up and down. I tell you yeah. what, I, I, I'm really digging that Mike Dolce book, bro. Yeah, are you really? I'm really, I love, I never, I always said to myself, why do people go to Hawaii on the fucking treadmill where you can walk around North Hollywood Park and get some vitamin D and really sweat? Mm-hmm. Then I read his book, and I, like I told you on the plan, the diet stuff is hard for me because I don't like a lot of vegetables. But the fucking workouts, you know, the beginner treadmill workout is sensational. Mm-hmm. I can't do the full speed yet, but I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I'm doing it. He's f- coming on the
2: podcast soon.
0: Yeah, please. He's, i think it's gonna be the week great, after the UFC. Man. He's fucking
3: great. He yeah. really is. That book has really helped me a lot. I'm understanding. I can't do a lot of shit because of my knee, but he's got great basic exercises. And I, you know, when I was really skinny, that's how I got size by doing those strength things so i i know where he's coming from i mean in this book he talks about how he went up in a bunch of weight then he lost it just to prove his point that strength so i understand what he's saying so i really enjoy the one book i have the one i'm gonna get the other one i couldn't find it you you order all three of them in the t-shirt and it's not a bad deal i just couldn't find that particular thing so i ordered it on amazon i but, think
2: uh, i think he's actually doing the podcast next week
3: yeah, he's Dolce, fucking great. I think, I think he's going to do it. Please, the, the people 29th. have questions for him and shit because uh, his book is really helping me a lot of things. But. We got
2: a lot of podcasts next week,
3: dude. Yeah.
2: We got Dolce. We got Bass Nectar. I got to get back with that dude. And we got Bob Cab Goldthwaite, And we got Shane Smith. Damn, dude, we're dude. becoming like a television show.
1: Hopefully, we don't run out of shit to talk I, about. i tell
2: you what, man. I went to Adam Carolla's place yesterday. And f- first of all, we need more employees. Because he has 10. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, second of all, I got mad podcast studio envy His fucking setup is so sweet Adam Carolla is a savage He builds his own shit He built his own broadcast He's a
1: man-man
2: He's a man-man he's a, he's a fucking construction worker, fella yeah. He was out there uh, he, he, he wired everything so it all goes under the floor And it comes out through the, the, the legs of the table The wires go through the legs of the table like, So there's no wires exposed And the whole thing is set up It's really fucking sweet It's really sweet it's got cameras like high def cameras facing everybody, and they're all controlled and remote control. It's got like a little broadcast booth. I mean, it's a, amazing what he's done. Like you go over there and you get mad podcast studio envy.
1: Yeah, he took it to the next level. He's
2: making it happen. Mm-hmm. We got to follow that. Did you have a nice time?
3: Though? Mm-hmm. Did you have a nice show? Oh, he was great. Anything yeah, like he was, right?
2: he's, he's a great guy. What did you guys yeah, talk about? The girl Alison Rosen is very funny too. Oh his, yeah, his little sidekick.
1: She's kitty. She's
2: hilarious. Um, what do we talk about? Everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Shit. Cool. Talked about pussy. Those.
2: Yeah. Talked about, uh, they like, it was all these, like, uh, you know, like the hottest chicks in the world. Like, they had something where they, like, you know, they were debating whether or not women belong in the hottest chicks. The world. me and him have very different tastes. Like, he was talking about Olivia Munn, you know? Mm. Olivia Munn is hot it's as fuck. Beautiful. Okay, right? Right? Yeah. That's about as hot as you can get. Right, I I, right. I agree. Okay but he was like ah she, I have been to her house she's not really that. she has got smelly feet she's
1: like,
0: okay you
2: know she, there's some girls you know walk and he was talking about you know some girls will walk into a room and just t- you know everything just stops and you just want to talk to them Right. Well, that olivia Munn's not like that i'm like all right really no like, well, that's <laughs> crazy talk <laughs> whatever son yeah
1: Living mom is on my top five, and she came out of nowhere. You know, like I liked her on with like Kevin Pereira on that show, whatever yeah. Attack of the Show. But I never, but then I, I fell in love with her, and then she left the fucking show. Now she's Joey, out hit of that league. shit
3: off, Mike. Let me tell you something. I had a great time <laughs> in fucking Columbus last week, and in Cleveland. I just want to say it before I forget. In Pittsburgh, I really did.
1: Yeah, me too.
3: <coughs> that fucking Columbus man. There was some crazy motherfuckers there. Izzy Rock, Jason, Justin, the guy that made us the fucking edibles. I still got some fucking candy left at the house. <laughs> you know, fucking Cleveland was crazy. We're outside. That grog shop is a cool fucking spot, man. Fuck yeah. That's a cool fucking spot if you don't want to perform at the improv. We got nothing against the improv. But that grog shop is a cool spot in a cool part of town. You know, Pittsburgh, it was an honor to go to fucking Pittsburgh. But man, has the economy destroyed those little cities, man. Really? The bar we were at is only open when there's a Pittsburgh pirate game or a football game. And it's across the street from the stadium. It's called Mullins. They were fucking great. The barbecue sandwich was great. And the guy was telling me that it's just people don't go to that side of town no more. Wow. Like people, you know, this is not a seven-night-a-week industry no more. People going out. And in Pittsburgh, they go out to watch the games. They get fucked up and they go there. And, you know, I, I've been going to Pittsburgh for 30 years. It's it's amazing that you look go to these cities and you see these people and you say to yourself, what's next for these people? I mean, this is the real core. It's so funny how I was losing, I I was hating doing comedy in L.A. And it it transpired for me like I was starting to hate to do comedy. And it was because I was doing too much comedy in L.A., Joe. I wasn't doing comedy for real people. I was forgetting what I was doing comedy for. When you're in L.A. a long time, like I was and we are, we don't travel like normal headliners. They go out every week. When I'm in L.A., you're thinking about shit that you think in L.A., and you think there's going to be somebody in the audience or who's here with you or, or what you're saying, when you're on the road and you're talking to people in the Midwest or in Texas, they're fucking real. you got to bring it a different way. I can't bring it like L.A. way. I got, and, and that's what I like about going on the road again. I really enjoy it. Like, people are like, do you really like going to the Midwest? No, I went there. I fucking love it. I love going to Iowa. I love going to all those spots like that once or twice a year just to remind you. That it's not all the big city, man. We met some cool fucking people. Amazing. We seen some great properties, some great trees. It's spread out, no traffic.
1: We got and, too know, much weed. Yeah, and we I had got to... too
3: much weed. I mean, <laughs> you know, and it's hard to see these cities like they got nothing. And these are the people that are really voting and shit. Like we don't really know the country's issues. We we see a thousand fucking cars and twenty weed stores and shit, mm-hmm. and all the restaurants around here are fucking open. You know, when we went to Pittsburgh, dog, on a Saturday night. All those businesses were for lease. That's the truth. Those are the people yeah. that are really voting. Those are the people that are really paying attention to what the fucking Cleveland's rough, man. We went to Cleveland on the
2: rough. Maxim tour years ago, and I remember driving around the city going, wow, there's not a lot of hope in this city. There's
3: not a lot going on here. But the it's people are bad motherfuckers. Yeah, motherfuckers. Just, they just got so much Ohio's to work got with. a lot of good people. Yeah, man. no, no, no. Ohio's always, man. When I used it's to a work for the town. sports betting service, they were the biggest... Collection of gamblers, really? Like in my back of my mind, I'm like all oh, the sharpest guys in New York and Vegas. They wipe their ass. That whole sc- that whole Youngstown with the Hall of Fame is all that shit. That's big bookmaking, big. You know, you gotta remember one thing, guys. The worse the economy gets, the more bookmaking, prostitution gets bigger, and drug Keep sales.
2: Talking. Tell me more.
3: Drug sales go amazing. Man. You know, that's why the mob and organized crime will never go away. They make more money when the economy's bad. You know, when we had the Prohibition, the Great Depression, those mobsters were making money selling booze. People want to forget about their fucking problems. It really is. The worse the economy is, the more money people have to take a gamble with. It's, it's really weird to say. There's more gambling. Because people are desperate. So people are like, fuck it, I'll gamble more. I'll drink more. The only fucking things that do not get affected by the economy is crime. Think about it. What Gambling does not get affected. Vegas is still booming. Every week we hear, oh, my God, we went to Vegas and there was nobody there. They keep building, aren't they? They're getting money from somewhere. Somebody's putting their bets in. It ain't me
1: and you, but somebody's losing.
2: Yeah, they're just banking on the fact that it's going to bounce back.
1: Not, I and know. they stopped a lot of the building, though. Yeah, they, stopped, yeah, a of they of stopped
3: a lot of it. I mean, everything. The they, were getting nutty. They, of just, they were getting nutty for a while. They just
1: opened a, uh, a casino in Vegas when we were there. Or, I mean, in Cleveland while we were there that weekend. And that's like another way for them to try to bounce back. Remember now they, when
2: Eva Langoria opened up like a spot? A restaurant. Didn't she open up like a nightclub or some shit? Yeah, a
3: restaurant. It's still there. I don't Is know it? if she owns it. You know, Is I don't that? drive by there. I'm a beso. Is that what it is? Based on Hollywood Boulevard. No, 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 no,
2: no, no. This is in Vegas. Oh, We're Vegas. in Vegas. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No,
3: no, no, no. Hmm. Yeah, she had like a club or something. Hmm. Listen, bro, I never figured <laughs> out somebody coming to you, Joe Rogan, and going, I'm going to open up a club. When you're in Vegas, come hang out. We'll give you a kickback. It's part of your club. You give whatever percent they want. Right. And what's that called? When you lend money and there's no guarantee, you know, you give a certain amount, and the club. I mean, how much do you make from that? To, to be, you got nineteen fucking partners. That's why I told you. I told you specifically. And I know you don't like this shit, but you really gotta watch the pimp of Joe Namath. It's been on again on fucking HBO. The sports thing they did for an hour. That motherfucker had it so bad in New York that he finally said, "Fuck it, we gotta buy a bar." Like they had to buy a bar. Like they they got sick and tired of going out after games and spending money. Watch this documentary. It is brilliant. I watched it again the other day. I got a quote. They Jim bought Rowe. a bar in he New York? Bought a bar in Midtown Manhattan. His fucking slogan was, I like my woman blonde and I like my fucking scotch black. That was his shit. Dog, you got to watch this thing. And he's from this little town and he just went to New York, bro. I mean, he got married at like 42 because he had to. Like his knee was bad and shit. He couldn't sling dick like he had to. <laughs> But he would have never got married. Like, this guy was a fucking dick slinger. He was slinging so much dick that he had to buy a bar. Like, to keep all his bitches in line. And then that they took the bar from him. You got to watch the whole thing. Well, well, what is gonna, it called? Uh,. I, C B S? Is it C B S? Is that
2: what you what, said? What, the bar? Or no, the, the special that they It's have on HBO, this month. HBO. It's on
3: HBO. It's been on HBO for a couple months. And what's it called? It's just called Namath. It. Namath. It. And you're gonna love it because you remember. It. It's not about football. It's about what this motherfucker, how crazy he was. And how he was just a good old boy. But he owned New York, bro. He just owned it. He just had it by the balls. But then the fucking they fucked him. They said he had to close the bar. They made him close the bar because they said he had too many uh Weird people hanging out in there. <laughs> <laughs> too many weird people. Like it's, a many fu- it's a bar. It's a bar. I know, but he had too many fucking weird people. So watch the special. You're really gonna like it. People that
2: live above bars. What a nutty way to live that is. Or
1: people that live in front above like food. You know, yeah. like 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 fast food. Like you know, that grease smell is oh, just gonna Jesus. go right or up. Chinese restaurant. A fucking, living yeah.
2: Downstairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something dangerous about it though. You live on the
1: You edge. live on top of the bar when you're a fucking hulky.
2: That's oh, yeah, the only reason
3: why you would live on the. T- in Jersey, you see on New York, you see all those bars with two dwellings over it. Nobody decent lives over a bar. They live over a bar because they know they're two minutes away, no matter what happens. I've only known a few
2: people that lived like in midtown. You know, like when I was struggling, I only know a few people that where I got over their apartment and get to see like how they lived. But like living in cities like New York, where you get like like uh, like studio apartments. That's a weird life, man. Mm-hmm. It's weird. You enter into a door. You open the door. You got, like, a little space. And it's like a tiny little sink, and there's, like, a little hot plate. You know, like a lot of people, they're, they're they're living almost like in closets. It's almost, it's like a big closet. Brody not Stevens, even a big closet. Brody
1: Stevens just got his first refrigerator, and it's not even a full-size <laughs> refrigerator. It's one of those small little refrigerators, and he's had one for, he didn't have one for, like, almost a year. Oh, my God.
3: Bro, I remember I used to date this girl, Julie Novak. And she was a Kansas girl, and I met her in Colorado. Her father owned the restaurants where I did comedy at. And she was, you know how you meet people like, I'm moving to New York, I'm gung-ho. And She went to New York with her buddy. It was a childhood dream. She had to go to New York. She's from Kansas. They went to New York, and they moved to 15th Street, up the block from Manhattan, Honda. 15th, like in 9th Avenue there. They were paying 1800 a month. This is 1994. It was just what you said. You open the door, it was a combination, one room. 1800 a month. 1,800-room, one room, a TV with a fireplace that didn't work. It was one room, and then you open the door, and there was a little kitchen, and the bathroom was there. So when I had a fucker, the roommate was, and she had a roommate. Oh, Because no. they couldn't afford oh, the 1,800. She had a roommate. So she would have to sleep in the fucking living room, and I would fuck her in the kitchen on the floor. Oh, my God. And couldn't fit your feet. You oh, my God. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. 1800 a month just to fulfill her dream to live in fucking New York. Are you fucking crazy? Like yeah, that was a Why is that dream so... People love that shit. I just want to go to New York, and then I get then they get mugged. <laughs> One minute you look up, it's a beautiful day, you look down, your bags are gone, you fucking momo. But you what know? is it about, I guess, there's something about being able to tell people that you live in city. That you live city. in Manhattan, or you live, you live in, in New city. York, or whatever. Yeah. Listen, I, like I told it a thousand times, you're going to live in New York City, if you're not living like John Lennon in Dakota... Go fuck your mother. You know what I'm saying? Go fuck yourself. Yeah? I'm going to struggle and drive down. and. Care. John Lennon lived at the motherfucking Dakota, and he walked around. And good, he got shot, whatever, but he walked. Good. Around. No, no, what I'm saying is, you know, he got shot. He didn't have a bodyguard. He was just a regular guy. Yeah. He would walk through Central Park every day and get freshly squeezed orange juice and didn't give a fuck if it cost $12 or not because he's John Lennon. So uh, the Dakota's like a really nice place, is that's, that what it is? The, where else are you gonna live? Is that the nicest place? That topples everything, that's really? like stone over anything. Well I live at the plaza bitch, I live in the motherfucking Dakota. And my name is Tom Petty.
2: What is like, is that like what it is like there? Like, what is like a, a,
3: a room like? Go look you... it up, Dakota, what's your average property on a Dakota? Cause I think you have to buy the condo and they gotta be three, four million dollars which is really a fucking apartment. Which is it's really gotta a be fucking more than that, right? I, I mean, I can't. I know he had two of them in there. You know, people who live in the Dakota are just like authors who get bank. Yeah. That's the type of people. You, everything around the Dakota is expensive. You know, if you live in the Dakota, it's because you fucking. Wow, what a beautiful building. Oh, it's beautiful, dog. It's the shit. That's the only way to fucking do it if you're going to do it. It's incredible. I'm going to live in Bronx or Brooklyn or Queens and drive in or take the A train. Fuck you. I'm staying right there in the Dakota, right Central Park. Isn't that
2: weird if you think about it, what what that building is? It's like a safe for rich people.
3: For rich people.
2: It's like inside that safe. You crack that safe open, there's a bunch of rich people in there. (laughs) I mean, that's what it is. And it's right there on the street where all the poor people can drive by and look at all the rich. Like inside there, well, all they have to do is say, well, you know what, though, you know, society is functional and there are police officers so it doesn't it's not feasible that we go in and just take all the stuff out of there so we'll just leave it alone. But they know where the stuff is. The stuff is all in that room. That big box. It, that's a that's a big mouse trap of rich people. <laughs> that's all that is. It's a bank. There's like little little pockets in that bank and inside that ba- you can get money and there's jewelry and there's expensive stuff you all can't throughout get that place. You can't get well, you can't get in there now, but if the shit hits the fan, yeah, you can get in there. I mean, you can get so in so there easy. That's one of the first things security. they're going to get into. You think so? The fuck yeah. The fan, you fuck go to yeah. Dakota. When the shit hits the fan, why wouldn't you charge the Dakota? You know, the only thing that would fuck you up is bodyguards. You know, how many dudes are rocking bodyguards? Probably a lot in that yeah, place. Yeah, they're rocking bodyguards. So there, you got a bunch of armed killers that and are laying weight.
3: guns on the roof and all that shit.
2: But how long before they quit, too, and get the fuck out of there? After a couple of weeks, this place is abandoned.
3: Well, see, what, uh, uh, what what does it cost to live there, Joe? Just what's a property in the Dakota? Okay, well, just let's check out real estate. estate just to I, wonder out I? I wonder if it's even for sale. Huh?
2: I? wonder if he even for sale. Yeah,
3: they've got to be for sale. What are you did talking you about? See, did you see that some guy in New York is selling his parking the, space Dakota? for a million a month, a million a year? What? Did you see that? Some a million village, a year for a parking spot? A million a year spot? for a parking spot. People think about it. They're like, well, it's well, here, it's there. It's close by. I don't have to pay for fucking tickets.
2: That's hilarious. Apartments for sale are the Dakota, New York City, Manhattan, condos. One of the most famous residence buildings in all of New York is the Dakota. It was a bold building when it was first developed. Built so far north of the pulse of the city at the time, citizens snickered and nicknamed it the Dakota, <laughs> a reference to the states of North and South Dakota, which were very far away from New York City. Hmm. Isn't that funny? They nicknamed it the Dakota because they thought it was too far away. Meanwhile, this crazy city has built up so much now; it's actually in the heart of everything. It's the heart
1: of everything. Isn't that weird? That is weird.
2: But New York City must have been like way smaller back then, I guess.
1: Obviously, yeah, it has to have been.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy place, man. I, every time I go there, I, I fantasize about living there for like short periods of time. But I, you know, I never. I don't think I can do it. I
1: would freak out. I would have panic attacks. It's
2: too much. Too much. You've got to like realize that, that is, you're getting interaction. You're, you're, you're definitely getting something off of those people. You know, I don't know what it is, but I know there's a difference between the way I feel. When I'm standing on a mountain and I, I look out and I see fields and I see like clouds and I see you know, birds flying overhead, there's a different feeling than when I'm on the 405. When I'm in the 405, there's a hive of humanity, and there's some residual effect that you get from all these people. There's a different feeling that you get when you're in a city. You're, there's an awareness of, of humans. There's
1: Collective a, stress. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> it's, like
2: some, it's pheromonal. Whatever the fuck it is, it's, it's in the air, man. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not as simple and as innocuous as if you're not touching me, you're not affecting me. I think it's, we're affected by our environment in some strange way. So that's why. I don't think I could do it in New York City.
1: When I was at my mom's house this weekend, and she lives in the middle of nowhere, like, just farms. Like, across the street from her is a strawberry field. And, it, like, it's just... In the middle of nowhere and at night when I was sitting in my car waiting to go inside her house I was just like it was so quiet and yeah. so like the stars and oh. and it was just it was like this is I would not have any stress if mm-hmm. I got to come home to this. Yeah, it's different. Of, you know, it's crazy It's different
2: you 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 close your door. You hear cars driving by a street. You know, you might hear your neighbor You yeah, got wizards wizards are in the neighborhood <laughs> You realize uh you know <clears throat> how much unnecessary shit you have to deal with how much unnecessary stuff is inside your head you know what, what it's all about you know it's all about <clears throat> Just life is supposed to be about enjoyment right mm-hmm. It's supposed to be about having a good time mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be about dealing with all this extracurricular nonsense and we shouldn't have to have so many fucking people around us like we shouldn't be living here this is silly like why? Why where live with this twenty it, million people? Do you just, is
3: where you find it. It's really weird when you talk to somebody like uh, somebody who lives in New York. I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out a comic who lives in New York that they just fucking love it and they couldn't imagine living somewhere else. Yeah. Some people <clears> fit into that. A lot of people love the, it. You know, for me, I don't mind. Where Gaffigan the I lives it.
2: there. He loves it. Who's that? Gaffigan. He's got kids too, and he lives there. You know, some people, they, they find a good place there. You know what? I, I saw a fucking crazy picture of Anderson Cooper. Mm-hmm. Anderson Cooper lives in a firehouse.
1: Does he really? Yeah. Like the Ghostbusters?
2: converted firehouse. Oh, dude. Yeah. How I awesome thought, was, is that? Yeah. Well, there, it was a stupid fucking thread on my board where people were talking about Anderson Cooper being gay. Like, who gives a fuck if mean, he's gay? Who cares? Unless you want to fuck him or he's trying to fuck you. What but, do you care? You
1: can, can you imagine bringing a girl home and like, like I'll be right down and like coming down like on a the, the fire pool where you know with a bottle of champagne yeah and there's images cocaine. for it
2: i guess you can you can see the actual place
1: that would be the ultimate podcast studio fucking making it out of a fire station or something something along like those that.
2: lines yeah you know what would be the the ultimate would be that uh that missile silo that, that drug dealer had oh, that right. vice documentary remember that <laughs> yeah He buys a $4.3 million New York home. Anderson Cooper (coughs) has bought a firehouse. The 8,240 square foot home. Wow, that's a huge place in Manhattan. At 84 West 3rd Street between Sullivan and Thompson's, which he purchased in September, boasts the original spiral staircase brass fire poles. That's so beautiful pretty dope the fire station's pretty sweet too. well the crazy thing is oh yeah what's crazy is it still says fire patrol on it and it's his house now
1: yeah i mean that's kind of dangerous isn't it like people coming up to the place and be like help my i need to drop off this ba- i wonder how many babies he gets dropped off what, you
3: pay for oh, god.
1: what if Anderson Cooper comes out of his house every morning there's like two babies and he's four, like god damn it again 4.3 million dollars is why it's, it's amazing fire
3: because somebody's getting fucked in that motherfucker. Oh, you fire? pay 4.3 for a fucking fire truck house. See if they left the fucking fire engine down. So that's a pussy magnet. Well, I think it's has an been, asshole been, magnet, whatever it is that you it's like.
2: It's an asshole magnet. It's, I think it's been converted. I mean, I think inside it's pretty dope. Um, it's, um, it's more than 8,000 square feet. That's a big fucking house. It's it's in New York house. City? Fuck yeah. In New York City, that's enormous. But there's all these cool photos of it. It's pretty dope, man.
3: You got to be creative. That's as creative as it gets. An old fucking firehouse. Yeah, he's bought a firehouse. They guaranteed device. i left enough. they left the poles inside
0: oh, they did. so
3: he could fly down the fucking pole. <laughs> I know I would. That's part of the deal. And I'd have the Batman thing to shoot yeah. right back up. Yeah. You got to fly the down the pole. You got to yeah, fly down the pole. Yeah, you got to fly down the pole in the morning when people he's come He's got over. a
2: garage, man. How about having a garage in New York City? Who the fuck has a garage? Wow. He bought a house with a garage.
1: Now, see, I would live in New York City if I could live yeah. like that. That's all. No, there's only one way to live in New
3: York, guys. And that's with a lot of fucking Gitas. Because yeah. it costs a lot of fucking Gitas to live in New York. Yeah, a if, lot of getas. If
2: you're super rich, you could pull off Who living in there. Who gives a
3: fuck? I'd take a cab everywhere and yeah. freshly squeezed and bagels for 20 bucks. Who gives a fuck? Well, a lot of guys just yeah. have
2: drivers. So super rich dudes that have, like, penthouses there, they just have, like,
3: a driver. You know? Look at this that, is that place. That's his house? Yeah. That's whose kind of house? Interesting people.
2: Oh, my God. That's
1: this is I think the people that lived before or when it was on sale, I'm guessing.
2: Oh, my God. That is fucking killer, man.
3: What a killer house. Yeah, You can put jacuzzis in there. Jacuzzis?
0: Oh, I've,
2: I've been to one incredible house in, uh, in New York. It was a friend of mine's dad had a, a, a penthouse place. I, I don't remember what homeboy did, but he was very wealthy. And we went to the, uh, the top of this um, building, and that's where the apartment was. And the fucking view was insane. It was insane. He was just in the middle of all these giant buildings. They were all lit up and he had this enormous glass opening, like his 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 window. He was on a corner. He had a corner penthouse and it was just it was staggering. Like you would look out there and you just go, "Wow." Like you kind of get it. It's like they get to live like in a science fiction movie. Like Every day they look out their window. They're on the 90th floor of some fucking building or whatever the hell it is. You know, I don't know what even what the highest building is there now. But I mean if you if you're on the fiftieth, sixtieth floor and you're looking out and seeing all of Manhattan and you're like in the the heat of it, it is kinda of crazy science fiction, man. There is if you were like really into that, like, man, I could
3: see. But, I, I think the baddest house I ever seen was a maroon Ah uh, creek, maroon bells in Aspen, Colorado. We were building a house. I was working for an electrician and a guy next door. We became friendly with him, and he was show sure. us. This guy was like a weird producer. Don't ask me who the fuck it was. He built the house from scratch. But I could tell then he was kind of off the chain, like not a junkie or nothing. He had man-made hot springs in his yard. Like, you would walk away under the, under the moonlight, and he had them like 40 yards from his house. He had like four different ones. It was just amazing the view he had of Colorado looking down, from one of the top cliffs up in Maroon's Bells, I mean, it was fucking, it would take your breath away. It would really go, like, you would fucking, it would take your breath away. That's really weird to see that. Yeah, views are worth a views lot. Views are worth me. a lot, yeah. To
2: views me, are views, are, views are huge. You know, some people don't, don't, don't care. They'd rather just be in a nice neighborhood or whatever. I, need to, I like looking out the window and seeing shit. When I look out the window and see shit, it's inspiring. Like that was like one of the best parts of Colorado. One of the best parts is being able to look out the window and just see the mountains and the trees. And, the, you know, if you could look over the ocean, you see the if you're that's like the best view where you got a little bit of mountain, a little bit of ocean. You can just stand there. It's like you're looking at the greatest natural art ever created. Like, and one of nature's most beautiful and wondrous accomplishments is the beauty of nature itself looking at mountains looking at the the water looking especially at from afar looking at the, the all of it together like when you're flying into Hawaii and you can't even believe how beautiful it is like look at this fucking place look at it it like it charges you up just with its own
3: natural beauty but even Malibu has natural fucking oh, beauty Malibu's natural staggering fucking beauty you know uh, Columbus I seen some shit the trees the way they were cut
2: you ever look at Columbus or uh, Malibu real estate have you ever looked? No, just, Jesus Christ. You just no, you go online and like look Google like Malibu real estate and see some of the houses for like sixty million dollars. Like, what? But then w- they have Where is th- all this money coming from? Who are all these people? How many rich people are there? Like, Jesus Christ, here's some people buying up sixty million dollar houses.
1: I know we talked about this a long time ago on that podcast, but I don't know if we had video back then. But like remember uh, Mike Tyson's uh, abandoned mansion oh, in, yeah. in Su- Southington, Ohio and like people in Ohio would just break into it because he abandoned it, and so and there was, like it was still furnished, and it was like he just left it, and it was really creepy, like because the water, the inside pool, had not been treated for for a long time, and and like look at this bathroom, this is like a crazy shower. Wow! And uh, they had oh, there's zoos. the cages, for yeah, his the cages for his animals on the back, oh, and then they had like his own basketball court, Team, and Team Tyson. Tyson. And then Remember
2: that uh, was like Don King Got him into all that Team Tyson shit And
1: look how nice it is Outside in oh Ohio Can you imagine <laughs> That That would all be yours <laughs> you Oh know? my god like, It's pretty good. Cool. He yeah, yeah, just walked away from that Yeah he just walked away from Oh so. I'm sure He
3: walked away Five of them like that I heard his house in Jersey was fucking. Gorgeous.
1: That's still for sale? I, it probably. I don't know. But, but like the, the, the website that that's from is called Illicit Ohio. Is one of my favorite websites. Uh, it's just abandoned shit in in Ohio. Like look at this old music school where Whoa. it's just a bunch of keyboards lined up.
2: And is there fucking, a lot of abandoned shit in Ohio? Oh
1: yeah. This is just a guy that fascin- You know he he's fascinated with it. And he talks about like the old penitentiary. Uh, like here's old amusement parks and stuff. And what's old, the website Air Force, called? Air Force Town. What's uh, it called? It's called Illicit Ohio. Illicit I- Ohio. I L L I C I T Ohio.com. Wow. But here's an Air Force what town, a cool which is. blog. Pretty, yeah. And. Uh, well, what it, is that? A broken roller coaster? What are we doing? Yeah. We're just watching things. <laughs> now, now we're. The, the, the conversation is
2: actually eroded to us, like, scrolling through it together. But yeah. Mike Tyson's old house, I wonder uh, if, if you would be creeped out if you bought it and you knew that, like, Mike
1: Tyson would just. Gorilla fuck chicks in every room in the house. <laughs> no, it you probably you has a lot it? of positive energy in it. You think so? Oh yeah, except for the Brad Pitt energy. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> that story's hilarious. That's Joey Diaz is crumpling in the background, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, guys? What, what is, What's that? is that? Is that pop popcorn? Houses
3: do you think Mike Tyson walked away from?
2: I uh, probably a bunch right four, seven. I mean, how much did he make? He must have made, like, half a billion dollars or something
3: crazy, right? What did the guy rob from Because they said everybody says that guy robbed Don him.
2: King, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows where it all went? It's, isn't it crazy, though, when you see that story, like, repeated over and over again throughout history? You know, guys make a shitload of money, and then it all goes away. Then they got none. I mean, it, it happens so often. He had so no often.
3: idea how much money he had.
2: Well, then, then they were, he was living so crazy. He was giving away Bentleys. Remember that? He got in an accident with his Bentley, and he gave it to the cops. And the cops got in trouble. Like, you can't, like, just accept a Bentley from Mike Tyson
3: <laughs> while you're on the job. He had no idea what they just told him he had $80 million and go.
2: Why can't he fucking just accept the Bentley? That's f- cr- fucked up for the cops. Because the cop could have sold that Bentley and not worked for, like, five years. Like, quit. I'm just going to live off this Bentley money, bitch. Right. And they sell that Bentley for a quarter million bucks. They're, they're worth a lot of money, aren't they? Especially the convertibles. He was so crazy He was just crashing And giving him away
3: He's gonna do a one man show Now in Vegas Yeah I heard he's already doing it I heard yeah, yeah, it's he's amazing it. yeah. He's already doing it I heard, I heard it's be, amazing It's amazing bro That guy has could tell a story Like And don't even get him Into boxing if One he just man show ten In ten Vegas fuck, What a great idea He's a savage That guy's a fucking savage Joey Diaz We need to get you A one man show In he Vegas could, He could just You could just uh, Would you be willing To do that I could do everything. He Would could you be want to do a one-man show No, in not in Vegas? Vegas. I got plans already, dog. Don't worry about it. But he's the type of motherfucker that you could just let him go for hours, just about the trainer he had. And then he right. has six chapters that you could go 12 hours on. What's the original guy that adopted him? Then he went know. with Teddy Alice. And then his days with Don King. Then his days with that fucking skank from Saved by the Bell. Then his two years in fucking prison. Then when he came out to the guys that kill brothers, what's with the bow ties and shit? Mm -hmm. Remember, they were guarding him for a while. Then two years ago, he's smacking somebody in a fucking movie. Do you understand the different extremes? Not to mention he lost a little girl. Not to mention he's fucking Mike Tyson. And people look at him sometimes, and you may judge him, but that guy's Jimmy is fucking deep. 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 And when you watch that, we both watched that Tyson biography together, didn't we? And he said some shit in the beginning that made you fucking think about Mike. time. Remember we watched in a hotel mm-hmm. room somewhere? Yeah. He said two or three things that you're like, you know, what the fuck? You look at that guy, he's as intelligent and as deep as can be. He'll figure you the fuck out. He was beating fucking people up. I just watched him against Irish Pat Murphy or something.
2: But he's a killer.
0: He was a but killer. The guy was a killer.
2: When he think. was at his best, I mean, we, we talk about him all the time. Because when he was at his best, it was like a, it was a force of nature. He just had an. Whenever someone can can summon up intensity that other people just can't match, it's always fascinating to watch a guy who just raises it to the next level, and that's clearly what he did. He came along and just took it to another place. Like
3: everybody was like, Whoa, we'd never seen intensity like this He's before. Had eight chapters right in front of our eyes. Yeah. How many boxers do you know that went to prison in the middle of their career? Or yeah. football players true. Or, and now they're making movies. Yeah. This guy didn't go went in went to prison p- under like some pretty shady circumstances. Yeah. He went in there for fucking rape.
2: Yeah, a, with a girl who had already and uh, had falsely accused someone of rape. She was only like nineteen years old. And she had already before him falsely accuse somebody, and they still didn't get him off. And their, their, their defense was so crazy. It was like, what do you expect him to do? Look at who he is. She should have known. She should have known that if she's going to be alone with him, he was going to fuck her. Like, that was the defense. <laughs> Which is, you can't
3: say that. That guy has, <laughs> that guy has thrown away that. more money. Thrown away. He's thrown away more money than a small country has in their bank account. Oh yeah, he's sure. pissed through more money than ten people lived through in a fucking lifetime. You know how interesting that guy would be to get him stoned by mistake, like just to give him a hit of fucking some OG Kush and let that motherfucker go.
0: <laughs> just let him
3: go. Just tell him just about three of his boxing fights and what led up to it. Yeah, what happened in Japan against Buster Douglas. You know, so I, I wish him all the luck in the world because that's a true motherfucker right there. We watched that guy come, go, come, go again. His daughter died two years ago. I, I, not many people can bounce that back from that, bro. Yeah. You know, and, and he's really trying. You know, I used to see him at the YMCA. But for all the fucked up shit, I used to see him try because they had him in the rehab up there. He was always pulling over and asking and teaching a kid how to throw a punch right. You know what I'm saying, dog? And that's what it's all about. He would always stop and and walk past the boxing thing, and if he'd see somebody, he'd go in and go, "Let, let me help you." Well, he, he would can, hold the bag for you. World fucking champion, hold the bag for you one time. He can still talk
2: too. He doesn't have problems forming sentences or anything. He doesn't have like you know, speech issues. So if you're gonna do a one man show, that's the the last thing you need. You know? That's the saddest thing about boxers, man, is you watch a great one and then you watch him in an interview later in his career and you hear him slurring his words, and you're like, Man, he paid a he paid a big price for that life, that wild life of his. He paid a big price. You know, and now we're sitting here watching it. But some people, man, that must be maddening to know that, you know, your career
3: has forced you to, in your later years, not be able to communicate right. You're like, but do they know it? I'm do they know it right? that they can't communicate right? Yeah. Well, they, what, what's in their mind? What's in that? Really? Well, I think there's spectrums. You know, there is a spectrum, rather. I think there's a, a broad
2: range of, of, of brain damage. But I think uh, a lot of them don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, that was the thing about the HBO uh, football special. They were talking about concussions. Uh, they showed a lot of these guys later in their life, and they didn't know what was going on. These poor guys were, like, delirious. They just literally, their wives just guide them all around. Their wives, it was like they had a, a child. You know, they had a child they had to take care of. You know, so there's there's a broad range
0: with
4: football, of trauma-related.
3: You know, listen, bro, with football, I don't blame it all on the fucking uh, the head trauma. Mm-hmm. I blame it on your body getting hit by a truck. For fucking 10 years, you're getting hit by a truck. Seven months of a year. That's reality. You know, how much abuse can your spine take? Mm-hmm. How much abuse can your organs take? It depends right. if it's sexual abuse. You know the fucking abuse. shots? You know the shot that I'll give you if you're standing like this getting the ball? You know when the guy uh-huh. goes at this, Waiting, and he grabs yeah. the ball uh-huh. and he gets it and I come from the fucking <laughs> oh, left or oh, the right and I give you in the kidney? Oh, so geez. I don't blame it all on the fucking headshots. It's got to be a motherfucker to put your head down and to hit somebody. Oh. Even when it doesn't, your spine, something's got to be. And that oh. controls, bro, that controls, you know, all the electrodes. That controls all the shit in your fucking, your body, that little spine. Yeah. You know, I've told you many a times the last two years before I stopped doing blow, at the end of the night, my fucking spine would hurt. Oh. The top of my fucking neck would hurt. It would give me a little voltage, like, zzzz. Zzz, zzz. Oh. So I knew it was starting to fuck shit up, and you can't talk. I can't imagine, but I want to know if they know what they're going through. That's I want to know if you sit them down and go, "How do you feel?" And if they would say to you, "At times, I want to express myself, and I can't." Yeah, I'm sure they can't. I'm sure that's
2: exactly what they would tell you. That's got to be a terrible fucking feeling, man.
3: Like it's got to be terrible. I see somebody like Vinny Curdo, who I know, uh, he's been punching the head eighty fucking times. You know. I could talk oh, to Vinny for hours. I talked to him last week for like 45 minutes. And he'll go from sentence to sentence. And it's amazing how he remembers certain things. And I'm very impressed by it. But at the same time, when I hang up the phone with him, I'm sure that there's another thousand things that he's forgotten. Right For the 20 that he's remembered, he's really forgotten a thousand. Yeah. So I might think he's sharp in that. That's all he remembers is a handful of that stuff.
2: You get compromised. you know. There's, there's a certain amount of compromise you just you're gonna get if you're involved in kickboxing or contact sports or you know football any time where you're getting head collisions over and over again you're gonna get you're gonna pay a price it's like how much of the price you're gonna pay is it just gonna be like a weird little achy thing like you know like you might get like a, a hurt wrist is it gonna be like that in your brain it's like ah, that's kind of annoying but not that big a deal is it gonna be that or is it gonna be something really serious where your mouth doesn't work right or you can't formulate certain words where you struggle to try to put together a sentence and you, you forget what you were talking about right in the middle of the sentence and you're not even not high. Yet. Thank you. Thanks.
3: It's really weird how I know from two ways. I know from riding a motorcycle Ooh. and falling off and banging my head a few times. Ooh. I know from getting hit in the head a few times. And I also know like how you feel the next day. You get hit in the fucking head when you're not used to it. Not that you feel terrible is what you you feel. You do feel a darkness in your skull. It feels dark. It feels like there's no sun outside. Mm. You know, when you get clocked in the head for a couple of days and you see things. That's a good way of putting it. It's fucking crazy. I know when I got clocked in the head, it scared the shit out of me. You know, I survived. I lived to tell the story. I mean, fucking, yeah. I'm here. But you, you know that it's not right for you. You said this. You know yeah. that what I'm doing is not fucking healthy because this isn't normal for me to feel this way. Yeah. You know, it's not with the concussions. It's not only the, 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 the st- words and your memory. It's also your mood. It controls your fucking moods. It it can control whether or not you ice yourself or you fucking don't or how you live. You know, that's all the shit that's in that. Every brain, you know, I don't know what they are, but, you know, different. Like somebody was saying that the front of the brain controls your anger and that the Buddhists believe for years if you meditate through meditation, you could get through that part. I'm just giving an example. But I think it affects a fucking lot of things. Your mood and your depression or you, it has to. Yeah, it has to. It fucking has to, man. And that's why when they talk about football play, hey, bro, when, when uh, who kicks hard in the UFC? Crow Cop. What do you think? When Crow Cop kicks you in the fucking liver, you're not going to feel that for a couple of weeks and shit? That's not going to do something to your insides? Because uh, you're kicking me over here. It's got to borrow from something. <laughs> yeah, ten of those little, fucking kicks got to do something
2: that to That is you. a thing that people don't think about is, like, the damage to your organs.
3: Jesus Christ, fuck you. Impacts yeah.
2: from whether football or kickboxing or whatever. you, know, you got to think about that because you can't see it. So you just assume everything's okay in there. But you know, like someone's shin slamming into your rib cage and fucking rattling all your shit, full blast into your rib cage, really? Jesus Christ! You know how much, how many of those can you take? What's going on inside there?
3: You know, they were <laughs> how showing. Fucked up a, is everything on the NFL. when We were in, in Pittsburgh. I was watching that afternoon. TV was on, I'm trying to write whatever, and they were showing uh, Earl Campbell, and they were showing the best ten power backs of all time. And they showed Earl Campbell playing against some team and he had to play against something, Solomon. And they said, look at the shot that he gives him with. And by mistake, he hit him with a knee in the solar plexus. Think about it, right? By and mistake? Like he was he went to tackle him and right. he tripped over a player's foot. So the momentum and him coming around, the knee was right there. Bam! Oh my god. Bam! I mean, you just seen it. It was like him coming, Earl Campbell, and you're coming as the knee is coming up. So he's falling. As he's coming around, bam, it was just, it was perfect. Oh. You couldn't have fucking written this shit. And this motherfucker, you just seen his arms go like this, bro. Like everything. What are these?
2: Space cake. Real? Don't give him more. What are you doing? He can't take all this.
4: No one can take all this. No, he
2: swing, just ate a whole bag of popcorn. This a. is incredible.
3: I'm the king of swing, bro. Well, that's amateur shit. That
2: amateur that's shit. That. When you call me crying in an hour from now, Joe oh, Rogan, you should see. I want to
1: talk to you, Dana Dierman, We did this podcast the other day, and she ate a whole bad bag of that popcorn. And by the end of it, she was so gone she couldn't even. I had to call her because I was so worried about her. Like we stayed here for a bit until she came down, but. Wow! Yeah, you got to get someone some coffee or something, right? Yeah. What are you doing with know. that stone? With that stone, you just got to ride it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's nothing else. You've Just got to ride good.
3: it out. It's like a piss test.
2: Yeah. For you fucking amateurs, don't be playing with those edibles. It's no, time. They're dangerous. Edibles are a danger, my friend. I that that is not regular weed, folks. That's not regular weed. You gotta you gotta understand that it is gonna affect you a lot differently when you eat it. I was just hungry. That's
0: the only reason I, so it I ate. ate
2: it. I'm going to be talking to two fucking space cadets <laughs> in about <laughs> 40 minutes. Fuck that. Fuck that dog. I haven't eaten an edible in a couple of days since Columbus. I so you know. just ate a whole bag of popcorn and one of those. You're going to be crying
1: in one hour. Dude, remember those cookies uh, that guy gave us uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and you ate them right before you went on stage? Did you start feeling it while you are on I think I remember you saying something about it while you were on stage. I, I, I felt it a little bit on some. You know, whenever you eat an
3: edible and you go on stage, you go to yoga, you go to jujitsu or whatever – the edible sits in you, but once that adrenaline mixes with the edible, mm-hmm. you've got a different type of fucking savage in there. How mm-hmm. about our friend that gave us those cookies in
0: Chicago,
2: and you had a mild heart attack from them? <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> this, was, this was uh, a
3: couple of years ago. We did the one Chicago club that's very uh, white. Yeah, Remember my we 40th birthday. The, you came out to Bob Marley, oh, yeah. and it was crazy. This guy gave me these fucking cookies that were in a wrapper. He brought them. And I ate two of them. They're life-changing cookies. Oh, my God. The next They were day, life-changing. The next day, I had like an off beat in my fucking heart. like my, uh, my, I had like a heart murmur, you know. Oh, shit. Three days later, I went to the doctor. And they're like, yeah, you had something, dog. What the fuck did you eat? Oh, my
2: God. Like you had a mild heart attack for one cookie. I'm telling you, dude, they were not regular cookies. I don't no, know what no, was going on. No, I ate them later. I don't that know what the guy did. put heroin did.
3: in some, something. He put, those weren't regular cookies.
0: Listen, <laughs> there's a point...
3: There's a point where I could tell once uh, you did. There were these cookies I was eating for a while. I'm not going to say from what place. So I found <laughs> out a year later that the dude was putting volumes in it.
0: What now, volume? I knew in that the cookies? these cookies
3: were doing something to me. Whoa. I what knew an for asshole. a fact. That these That's cookies fuck were doing something to me that nothing else was doing. I've been around the block so I could feel it. I know the difference between eating like a cookie and, and so he knew that
2: he was gonna get people hooked up. He, he cookies. was saying,
3: these are the strongest fucking things, guaranteed. And then what when I got a call asshole. one day. I got a call one day <laughs> <and> Somebody <laughs> went to the fucking hospital. Oh. That's wow. how he got busted. What an asshole. And the guy was like, Bro, you don't have THC on you. You can't what be this an asleep like asshole. this wow that's you know, well that's
2: the thing about having marijuana all shady and semi legal the way it is you know there's a, a lot of fucking disreputable folks who are going to get involved in this just to make money. you know think about like pot's good, man, yeah, pot's good, but when people are selling it, you're going to get people that are just trying to make money they're not like pot advocates. For Per se, Some of them are just in the business to make Listen, money.
3: edible business, people don't stick around for that long yeah. because you got to put too much weed to kill they motherfuckers get in it. too. Well, the whole thing is it's got to be a one-shot operation. So it's got to be a store that buys three pounds, they trim it, and whatever they have left over, they make the edibles with it. If you go in to buy weed to make edibles, you're going to lose money. It's not going to work for you. You make it from the trimmings and the, and the fucking seeds and all the fucking stems, and that's how you do it. That's how you do it? That's to do it to be profitable. Because it's one But it doesn't have shopping. the same impact? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the same strength. It's all the same strength. So when the you, stems have the same amount well, not of THC as the stems, as but all the leaves bud? and all that shit. You put it with the butter, and you still get the butter with the same high THC ratio. Really? From yeah, the leaves? Yeah, it's the system? same from the leaves. They trim it with the leaves. That's all made from leaves, dog. You know, when they tell you, oh, yeah, it's like, what do you think? They take a beautiful bud and throw it in there? They take the leaves, they trim it. When you buy okay, let me give you an example. That grinder you have, right? that grinder you have has two pieces it has a piece for the weed, and under the weed, it has a piece for kush. What does it call it? Keef. Keef. Keef, okay. Yeah. See how much keef you got in there. There's a lot. Is there a lot? Okay. This is what you do. When you go to a weed store now, before they give you that weed, they beat the keef off the weed. They do? That's how they sell keef. You bring weed home from a weed store now, there's no keef on it. Yeah you could get 25 a gram for that shit 30 a gram for that shit
1: the the place next door is one of those schools that teaches you how to grow weed and like you can have like like up to seven plants or something like that and they and that use their their lighting and you just go you know a couple days a week or whatever to check on your plants it's like kind of it's kind of cool but they just bought a, an extraction machine <clears throat> And so now they can extract the weed into like the weed juice where you can just like this guy. It's showed. all over. They, they, this Obama,
3: guy, I love you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love you, Obama. The, uh, weed Brand, juice. Brandon next door uh, showed me he has a syringe and it's just a syringe of like liquid. And oh you just God. like you just drop it they, on a gonna fucking bowl. They're going take
2: intravenous <laughs> How long before someone takes that intravenous Oh thing? No, 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 no. no a like that. It's
1: a syringe just to drop like a little drop drip on, like on, a... on your nugs. Uh,
2: oh, I understand what you're yeah. saying, but I think how long before someone takes that and shoves into a vein.
3: Oh, totally. You, right. Listen, in one year, you will not, Smoke and Reefer will be obsolete. One year? In one year, 90, pe, 60, <laughs> <laughs> p,
1: Smoke and Reefer. Smoke and that's Reefer. That's like 2012, Joey. Smoke <laughs> and Reefer
3: will be obsolete. Really? What's, Between these things, because this is the first one. That's predictions. If this is the fucking first one, the next one's going to be half the size. Yeah. Right, okay. And the next one's going to be in your fucking iPod. <laughs> and then that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you just have to assume. Gentlemen, we just have to assume here. Gentlemen. If, if, they're, if they're extracting fucking weed juice from weed, how long is it going to be until so some motherfucker opens up a store and says, Joe Rogan, I'm going to put the shit you drink in the morning, and I'm going to mix an ounce of weed juice with that, which is all natural. They're going to find out that weed juice mixed with the shit that with the algae, the shit we drink in the morning, uh-huh. the shots. Right. That's, it's going to be like that. you
2: know that they say that when you juice weed or when you eat it, like you eat it like raw, it
3: doesn't get you high, but it's really good for your body. Yes. Yes. Super, really, super healthy. Start getting ready. In a year, this is going to be obsolete. Yes, people still going to smoke pot, but you're not going to have to. You could just go to meet Joey. Did you bring the dripper? It's going to be like a Visine. It's going to be the Visine thing and you can control it. Look what's going on with soda now. You can make soda at home. That's just the dumbest in the shit f- yeah. in the whole world. Is that any good? It's disgusting.
1: You know, like when yeah, you go to a grocery good. store and it has like the off-brand that's like 89 cents and it tastes like Coke, but like flatter or, or just not as good. That's what it is. And it makes no sense. Like, is is, is, is soda and pop I've really that expensive it. where we have to make it at home? I think the, the idea is you're supposed
2: ever. to be conserving somehow because, you know, you're recycling, you're using your own glasses. And it tastes like shit, though. You're now, right. Now,
3: what's the, what's the other thing they have the thing that you put in club soda or water uh i don't know you remember you can buy it it's like vitamin something you put it oh it's in like your, water your squirt bottle squirt water. i things. see a lot of people yeah 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 at the gyms now anybody i'll tell you what i don't know about you motherfuckers joe rogan i know you remember this remember when we were kids how salsa used to come yes. salsa never came like this yeah it salsa came like came a tank like, when well, you were oh, yeah. a professional alcoholic that's what you had at your house remember you new salsa? york seltzer whatever happened to that new york seltzer that's still around would, uh, yeah, yes and no, but it's got to be at, like, Jewish delis only. Like, they right. don't have them at a lot of... But it's so weird. I remember when I was a kid, i go to Ray Canella's house, and we get grape Kool-Aid and put seltzer in it from that gun. It was the best thing I ever tasted in my fucking life. You, Kool-Aid with bubbles in that motherfucker, tremendous. What's did up? Did you guys know that this is one of the one of the craziest fucking stories
2: ever, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast. I'm not sure, but that the cocaine... You know, cocaine yeah. used to be in Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the
3: people in New Jersey take it out. Now, yeah, we talked about it. Did
2: we talk about it on the show? Yeah. That's How nutty is that that there's like billions of dollars in cocaine being made by a company that extracts it from the
3: the leaves they use to make Coca-Cola? No, so, cocaine never <laughs> ends. It never – like I said to you, it's the whole business. Once you tap into the whole thing and you learn how to control – like, all right, the, the cartel in the 80s, Pablo Escobar, those guys there – when they were processing coke, that's what they were doing. They weren't selling it. They were getting it and selling a kilo for six thousand. And what you did with it was what, what was your business, okay? That was how it started. Then they said, "Wait a second, we're going to become partners and get some of that from New York, wherever we're taking it from." So instead of selling a key for eight, from now we're going to get sixteen. We're going to get twenty percent of their profits, okay? And then they said, "Ooh, that's some good money too." but they were paying people to transport it. So I would come to Joe Rogan Inc. and go, Joe Rogan, every week on Tuesday, you're gonna transport 2,000 kilos at 5,000 a kilo. Okay, that's it, we're gonna do that to you. And then they did that. Then Carlos lay there, got out of prison and went to the cartel and said, this is what we're gonna do. I'm your new fucking partner 50%. You're gonna process it, you're gonna do this. I'm the one that's gonna take it up to the state, sell it, set the pricing. Control the roots, he got the island off the coast, whatever, and he got the island there, so now they, they ran it from A to Z. You follow me? They controlled it from A to Z. They just weren't coke dealers no more. The same thing's going to happen with this weed. The same thing is happening, that these guys are getting a the pound, they turn half of it into keef, they turn the other half into edible, and they the other half they sell at 20 a fucking gram. There's no loss in weed. When they take the stems out now, they'll just throw that into mixing the edible. Did you hear about
2: the weed they found floating oh, in the ocean? Oh please.
3: But it's Mexican weed, so ain't oh. gonna do, no, no, but nobody cares about that. I didn't hear about it. Yeah, right. you didn't? yeah, they yeah. found like billions oh, of, my God. of weed floating the ocean. Two, two thousand? Yeah, two yeah. tons or something like that. Yeah, hold on a Red off fucking Mexico.
2: Was it dumped from like a plane, probably, I guess? Probably. Could be, right? Yeah. They might have been running out of gas. They had to toss it over. But listen,
1: <laughs> we're growing the best weed right here. Why is it even
3: on the ocean? So where was it coming from? 180 bales. Oh, my God.
2: 8,000 pounds of weed. Holy fucking shit. 180 bales of weed found floating in the ocean. Now what do they do about that? Do they have to burn it now? Can't they take they... it. They
3: put it somewhere, and then when they do a the big cookout, they'll burn it.
2: Well, listen, they have medical marijuana. Why doesn't the government sell it? We could use that
3: money. Well, first off, they found the bales. How much water got into those bales? Sell it cheap. <laughs> Let me tell you something, I, I've smoked fucking weed that's been dried from bales in the early 80s. Really? Fucking horrible, it tastes like salt water. Oh really? It's fucking horrible, the things uh. explode, and the seeds. Oh. Uh. Listen, that weed's got seeds in it. We don't want them to do but that we could use that for edibles. But the thing with that weed is they'll take the, how many bales? 180. By the time they burn those bales, the government gets to burn, there'll be 92 bales left. Really, you think that's how to sell week, that
2: every week somebody stuff? will come
3: and tell, oh, please.
2: So what about the, the salt water and all that shit?
3: Some poor soul will fucking smoke it. You know <laughs> some poor
2: soul in like North Dakota yeah, where you can't get good some weed. Some
3: poor fucking brother that likes to smoke blunts and make videos at his house. What's the hardest down? spot in the country to get weed? Where's the hardest spot? In front of the Capitol. In front of the Capitol? <laughs> <laughs> right in front of the Capitol. That might be the easiest. I know, I know you ain't going to get no weed at the fucking White House. <laughs> I think you get weed everywhere. I think now in this country it's wild. Yeah. but Could you go on the streets like the old days? I think if you had to, yeah.
2: Hey, dude, I- pull up Penn Gillette's rant on Obama and weed. Penn Gillette fucking nailed it. The, you know, Penn Gillette has a podcast now right. on Sundays on uh, Adam Carolla's uh, network. And uh, it's called Penn Sunday School. And he went on this rant about how fucked up it is that that marijuana is illegal and that people are in jail for it and one out of six people in jail are in jail for marijuana and he he went on this fucking brilliant rant man and it's it really is it's a shame like what what what's going on right now arresting people for marijuana with all the information we have about how we you know we know it's not dangerous we know the laws are ridiculous it's a real shame when you see people getting arrested for it. and he makes this in, intense point
1: we that? know prison
3: yeah. is, is a business. Our president has said business.
1: in <laughs> his own book, Dreams from My Father, nineteen ninety five, before entering politics, he admitted that he had used marijuana
4: and maybe a little
1: blow. Maybe a it's little a folks, blow. Maybe a little blow, which <laughs> As you know, is crazy talk. Maybe a little blow is what someone who uses marijuana every weekend says. <laughs> if you used it once, you went, "Man, I used cocaine once; it was crazy." Yeah. But if you use it every weekend, you go, "Maybe a little blow." That's, <laughs> that's true. That's such an odd, casual way to say,
4: uh, yeah, "Maybe a little." Now, he has not left this to states' rights, as you know. Uh, medical marijuana, as our good friend Joe Rogan will point out to you any time medical marijuana you can get in California. And the feds are coming in to try to stop this. States' States rights don't mean jack shit to the Obama administration on anything except, except gay marriage. What troubles me about this is, and there's it is not hypocrisy, because as everybody knows hypocrisy doesn't bother me very yeah, you much. you like hypocrisy. And so Obama... And yet you feel this is I think worse? It's be- I think it's beyond hypocrisy. I think it's something to do with class. You know, and a lot of people have accused Obama of class warfare, but in the wrong direction. I believe this is Obama chortling with Jimmy Fallon about lower class people. Do we believe, even for a second, anybody believe that if Obama had been busted for marijuana under the laws that he condones would his life have been better if Obama had been caught with the marijuana that he says he uses and maybe a little blow blow (laughs) cocaine blow felony conviction this casual attitude toward drugs a casual attitude toward drugs that makes him really cool on, uh, on Jimmy Fallon. Makes him the hip president. I'm the cool president, I'm the happy and happiness president. I say weed, I say blow, it's all a big deal, ha ha ha. Huge laugh from the college students. And if he had been busted under his laws, he would have done hard fucking time. And if he had done time in prison, time in federal prison, time for his weed and a little blow, he would not be president of the United States of America, and he would not have gone to his fancy-ass college. He would not have sold books that sold millions and millions of copies and made millions and millions of dollars. He would not have a beautiful, smart wife. He would not have a great job. He would have been in fucking prison, and it's not a goddamn joke. People who smoke marijuana must be set free. It is insane to lock people up. Now people bust me all the time for carrying on about how I've never had a sip of alcohol, never had a puff of marijuana, never done any drugs in my life. They say, why do you always bring that up? Well, maybe in this case it's okay to bring it up, okay? I've never had a puff of marijuana. I've never had maybe a little blow. I've never even had a glass of wine. All right? None of that shit. But the people who do any of this stuff do not deserve to be in prison. Throw some numbers at me, Godot.
1: 750,000 people in jail for victimless crimes. Uh, uh, a great number of which are marijuana. One in six. One, one in jail six. are there for marijuana. Not one
4: in six people of victimless crimes. No, one in six one for in marijuana. One in six people in prison. One in six, people, prison prison in prison. One six people in prison. P- it's the a brilliant rant. Six people in prison. Listen,
2: I just love the rant, and if you yeah. want to listen to Pendulum at Sunday School,
3: is he's fucking
1: amazing. He's a I, I, yeah, I, I want to meet him so great. bad.
3: We didn't figure this out 10 years ago. I know, but come on,
1: That's a great rant, Joe Diaz. i
3: wasting my time. I'm, I'm, I'm wasting here, your time. I came here to talk to you, dog. S- to this you know me, dog. Well, uh, we're talking to you. Well, I'm talking to you right now, Saxon. So yeah. Talking it. me about what, what? It's a business. What the fuck do you want? Nobody knows prisons a business. That's what it is. It's a fucking business, guys. But
2: it's, it's important when a guy like Pendleton. That's a great. It's important. Guy. You do
3: for you break the fucking law. You go to jail. You sell weed against the law and ten bales. You get caught. You go to jail. I went to jail. I'm responsible. I learned how to fucking. That's it. What are you gonna do? There's a law. You cannot fucking do it. You're going to go to jail. P- jail and prison are a fucking business. They're a business. That's why... Get a ticket driving with the phone. How much they tell you it is? How much they tell you it is? I
0: don't know.
3: How $25. Much until you go down to L.A. County and it's $225. Because you got to pay the court costs, the prison fee, the judge's vacation. It's a, it's a fucking business, guys. They're going to raise the taxes now uh, for fucking parking tickets. It's a business. What the fuck do you want me to do? This is the oldest conversation in the book. They should have legalized this after they shot Kennedy. They didn't. We're fucking fortunate that we live in California, and we we don't have to abide by this. When was the last time you were at a store and they kicked the door down, Joe Rogan? How about you, my friend? So all this shit you guys talk about them kicking the doors, the feds, I've never seen it. I go get weed every day. Stop scaring these fucking white kids and getting them talking. This is nonsense. (laughs) This is nonsense talk. The day she comes in with jail. I never drank. So what? So who gives a fuck? It applies for everything, dog. There's a lot of people who are in jail that get out every day on a DNA or whatever. You break the law. You sell five pounds of weed. You got to go to jail. It's a business. You didn't do nothing wrong, but it's a business. They have guidelines. If you get caught with 30, 28 grams of blow, you have to do a certain amount of fucking time. You get caught with a quarter ounce of weed, you have to do a certain amount of time. You got caught with it. Why are you crying to me for? You got caught with. I was a criminal for 30 years. You ever see me get caught with blow, with weed or blow? No. You follow me? There's a way to do it and there's a way. Now, how the fuck are you going to get caught with fucking weed and not think you're going to go to jail if you live in fucking Ohio and in fucking Kentucky or whatever? You're going to go well, to jail.
2: I kind of see your point,
3: but I also see his
2: because it's, it's an important Mine, brand. It's brilliant. I know.
3: Yeah, I'm, it's important. Yeah, it's we not. I got together with Fallon and the president's hip or what. I don't give a fuck, though. You don't give a yeah, fuck I'm smoking. All. Look, look, here. Here's what I think about your whole drug thing. Look, like the same thing I've rubbed my balls with for the last 32 years with the sativas and the bullshit. Just get high, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you people have too much drama to the gift that God gave us of getting high. You got too much drama. I kill I got to put a thing at the end of the joint to be cool. Meanwhile, you're smoking
2: other fucking electronic Shut cigarette. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're smoking an
3: electronic but cigarette. But I'm smoking. <laughs> Think about that. I'm smoking. Oh, okay. That's all that matters. I gotcha. At the end of the week, that's all that matters. <laughs> fucking people want to be intelligent all the time. I can't wait to issues. see you on stage tonight. <laughs> the fucking stupidity. You're in rare form today. Oh, well, yeah, one out, really out of are. six people. And three <laughs> out of four people in there for rape and murder. What are, what are you telling me for? Look, Joey Meatballs, calm down. <laughs> Who gives a fuck?
0: Who gives a fuck? Fucking he to said? show
3: people that you give a fuck. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck. I'm a I weird. give a fuck. I don't
2: want people locked up in jail for weed.
1: You know what my favorite thing, Joe?
3: Well,
2: if they came in here jack boot thug style and something. fucking haul you away you for dog. your little I'm a
3: fancy pencil? I've been a comedian for 20 years. I drink from time to time. Did I ever get behind of a car when I'm drunk and no. get a DUI? That's a choice you make. These are all the choices you make, bro. So uh, what are we getting at? I know it's illegal. I know it should be legal. And I know that the, uh, John Lennon's going to make a comeback. But for today, <laughs> but for today, <laughs> two thousand. <laughs> for t- today. But for today, if you get caught smoking fucking in New York, you're going to jail.
2: Oh, I don't care what you said, bro. I love
3: hearing you talk. I it's know. Fuck. I'm going to put up with this nonsense. Really <laughs> <it> fuck. <laughs> I love Pendulum, but I don't give a fuck.
2: I was going off yesterday. I was saying how Joey Diaz would get mad about ketchup. Uh,
1: about
3: <laughs> <'Cause everybody> would <wants laughs> come with really this fucking, fucking Heinz ketchup.
1: Or, or ranch. ranch. Have you ever heard him talk about ranch? Oh, oh I
3: fucking hate ranch. I don't know how the fuck people <laughs> can eat that shit. I don't know how people could eat ranch. Like when I go to a place and I say, You oh, you have wings And they say it comes with ranch. I get up and leave, even if I don't get the wings. Because if you're going to (laughs) serve wings with ranch, I don't want to do business with you. (laughs) I don't want to do business with you. I'm very easy. I'm very fucking easy. So If you fuck up pork fried rice, what do we got to talk about?
2: Wings must be done with blue cheese. Blue cheese,
3: yeah, like Hmm. the way they invented in Buffalo, New York. If you're going to do something original, do it original. You're going to show up with that ranch that smells like somebody's ass. They're saying
2: that ranch is starting to replace ketchup. Yeah, that's good. If you're a
3: fucking hillbilly... and you want to taste the ass in your mouth all fucking day <laughs> I hate that fucking ranch shit Don't put it close to me Don't put it around me It's either blue cheese with wings or go fuck your mother That's the next shirt, alright, please
0: <laughs> 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 fuck it. You're gonna give me a
3: fucking uh, ranch with fucking wing I can say <laughs>
0: Blue cheese
2: with wings and you can fuck your mother
3: <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck your mother, I need this shit You're fucking gonna give me ranch with my that's, wings
2: That's the next shirt That's the next shirt <laughs> It's either blue cheese with wings. That's how you, you motherfuckers, I'm stoned. Mother. Fuck it.
3: now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's either blue cheese with wings or you go fuck your mother.
0: Oh. Uh,
3: fucking gonna give me ranch and shit. I mean, not like people around me ordering ranch. Like, don't order that shit around me. Do me yeah. that favor. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this fucking
2: podcast is over. <clears throat> I gotta go and um, do uh, David Tell's. Uh, uh, Dave's old porn show today. So we got a show tonight at the Ice House. It's not quite sold out, but it's really close. Yeah. It was only like, that's I need two tickets for Jay from
3: that okay. yeah, week. Like, oh, sweet. Now's it already Ten yeah. left. Two tickets.
2: Cool. Uh, but it's uh, icehousecomedy.com is a website. You can buy tickets online. It, the, the lineup tonight spectacular. It is Mad Flavor, a.k.a. Joey Motherfucking Diaz, Brian Redband a.k.a. Reichel, if you're looking to give him something with a social security number intact. Doug Benson is going to be all up in this bitch. Ari Shafir just texted me and said he's going to make it Are down. Are you serious? Are yes. Hala. He'll, he'll squeeze in. And Dom Rara is coming down. This fucking oh, show is going to be off the chain. Off the chain. Damn. There's, no, there's no, no way it's too, be, too many people. It's perfect. It's beautiful. <laughs> we're going <gonna, laughs> to ride this oh, no, no, bitch no, no. right into the Clark, beach.
3: That's done. That's done You shouldn't even invite it We're gonna have a great Fucking show tonight Whoever comes down
2: We're gonna have a great show And we will also be Broadcasting a podcast Simultaneously We'll start before The podcast We say it starts at 9 It really doesn't start Till like 9.30 Yeah but 9-ish, in case we get crazy. Uh, and if you're bored and you're in front, just leave it on, and you'll find out what time it starts. So um, that is called the Ice House Chronicles. And you can watch it live on Ustream with the same channel, the uh, the Joe Rogan channel on Ustream. But if you want to download the podcast, you have to get it from either iTunes or TV. And TV is all of Brian's podcasts that he produces. He's got... A, a gang of them online and they're uh, eventually going to be broken up into separate feeds now right is that how you're doing that yeah
1: some of the main shows are already on uh, separate feeds on iTunes but uh, yeah we have uh, you know Doug Benson's been stopping by a lot he's been on the last two uh, X squads and you know we have Muff said we had the the, the vice or the Guy that's behind Call of Duty on the last one.
2: Did, we should be all on Death Squad Network. We should all figure out a way to get ourselves all together on a website or something. Let's do something where we're all in this thing. You know what I mean? We've talked about it for
3: three years. But we Let's have do to it.
2: figure how to do this. I know. We we really all should be uh, together. We'll do. We'll we'll figure out how to how to organize it. Just to, just to you know like. We need at least have a page on our website. Like these are all the the people that we associate with. Right, right. (laughs) These death squad, honorary death squad. You know, we have like official death squad, honorary death squad, close associates, familiars. Right. Mm -hmm. We have to. Should we label these things?
1: Well, I'm I'm trying to do that on death squad right now. I'm going to. I'm going to make like a link page thing on, you know, like what you were talking about with the grid and stuff like that. I just need help with WordPress. Yeah, beautiful.
2: Well, we'll 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 hire somebody. We need to hire somebody. Yeah. People. So if you're a, a can, if
1: you're a people. super master at WordPress, like you're just a badass. Yeah, if you got some wicked websites,
2: get a hold of Red Band. Yeah. Red Band at Redband at Gmail. Redband at Gmail. <sighs> Holler. Wait, wait for the wave of crazy because
1: here it comes <laughs> all caps. Serious. You fucking pussy. Just oh, fuck your mother. Just serious. People like yeah, you have serious. to have a portfolio and everything. Don't be mean it. and don't be mean. Now, serious don't inquiries
3: tomorrow night. I'm with these guys tonight. I'll be at the Irvine Improv tomorrow night, eight o'clock show. Nine four nine eight five four five four five five. That's I tomorrow night, Irvine Improv. Tomorrow eight o'clock. I want to thank the people Columbus, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Yes, you motherfuckers you. are bad to the bone. I'll see you motherfuckers in Buffalo. And thanks. June to, how about New York, man? Listen, New to this. York was I'm gonna, fucking amazing. I'm going to
2: play this for you because you haven't, you haven't even seen this. This is you going on stage in New York. I saved this. I played this for Dom Herrera last night. We both just sat and listened to it in my car with our mouse dropped. Because this is you going on stage. This isn't Coldplay. This is Joey Diaz. Listen to this. Ready? You got standing at all our shows.
3: So. No, people know what we're doing. Listen to I'm this. I'm very proud. <laughs> that was what? That's New
2: York. On? No, you're getting on. I don't
3: think you me in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Joe, he hasn't even introduced you. You're walking on stage right now and they're going fucking bananas. You try to calm them down. Wow.
3: And that's me going, wow. That's fucking amazing That's sweet Now I love you motherfuckers You're coming out These You're shows supporting are us crazy. We're getting better and better And uh, I told you the dream By the end of the year We're taking over this motherfucker Once and for all New year's uh, December 12th We'll be ready for the Martians Whoever's showing up
2: Yeah whoever's showing up I don't We, give got, a you. Fuck we, we got, you, got you We're bitch. taking it Yeah we're Curve thinking on. about Starting compounds We're gonna make our own Tax deductible religion I put the documentary out. It sound like
3: hotcakes. If you donate it, if you bought it, I give my heart to you. Thank you very much. How for do they find Nicole. any of your stuff? This one's on Payloads, the documentary, but we'll put it on iTunes next week. So once it's on iTunes, I'll blow it up on Twitter and Facebook. Is your uh, CD still number one on it's iTunes? It's number 11. It went down. God that damn thing it. Went down. That thing went down from one to like 92. It went down like Brendan Schaub in Brazil. You follow me down hard. And what is it called again? It's either you or the motherfucking priest. But you know what? No, and not the, the doc-
2: motherfucking priest. Just you or the priest, right? If you People or the want to find it, it's either you or the <laughs> priest. I'm sorry. It's either you
3: or the priest. Uh, We're gonna bring it back up, Jilly. We're gonna yeah. bring it back up today. The documentary is uh, how much is it? Is it is five where bucks? Where I got my balls from? It's five bucks on payloads. I appreciate everything you guys. Where do. Where I
2: got my balls from is the documentary, and that's on payloads. That's on payloads how only. How do you so say that?
3: P a y l o a d z dot com.
2: Powerful.
3: I and love if, you, motherfuckers. And if they want to follow you on Twitter, it's
0: mad, mad flavor. flavor. Mad uh, flavor.
3: Come to Facebook too. Whatever. We got subscribers. At least you get to hear the shit I'm talking about. I love you, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I, love you. I love you, Red
1: Band. He still doing my I,
3: You know what, man? I lost the link. Every time I pressed <laughs> mine, I, it went away. I didn't go on there for so long. It just uh, told me they threw me out of the fucking thing. You know. We would be back um, tonight. We'll be
2: back tonight for the Ice House Chronicles, and tomorrow with uh, Wild Man Burt Kreischer. Hi, hi. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We love you. Oh, shit. We love you. We love you guys. Thank you. Is it? Okay. I forgot to thank our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I'd like to thank unsolicited sponsors. Defense Soap is a soap company that I use for grappling. It's kind of like tea tree oil and all these like probiotics and it keeps you from getting like mad herpes and nasty shit. Like that's the thing that happens. You get scratched up when you do jujitsu. You can get like ringworm and people don't know about that stuff. You can even get staph infection and people get really sick from it. It's very dangerous. And the way to to keep your skin healthy is twofold. One, probiotics. Take acidophilus. Very important. Um, kombucha tea is another good probiotic. But anything probiotic. That's that's like very important. But acidophilus is a really strong one. That keeps ringworm dead. And then two, use natural soap that doesn't fuck with the natural pH balance of your skin. You don't want to use antibacterial scope soap because that stuff actually kills the good bacteria as well. And what defense soap is it has like tea tree oil in it and all sorts of different like eucalyptus, all sorts of different like natural oils that are good for keeping the healthy flora of your skin safe uh, from nasty cooties. <clears throat> So that's DefenseSoap.com. That's unsolicited. That shit's for free. And C2O Coconut Water, nice. another unsolicited one because yeah, those guys th- are the shit.
1: The, those guys are the shit. And I, I have yeah. replaced C2O uh, for as Gatorade. I, I used to be a big Gatorade guy that, you know, like after a night of drinking or just whatever when I'm dehydrated. Yeah,
2: Joey said it went sour, but I
1: have yet to see I, this. I will take all his C2O and drink it. <laughs>
2: Uh, thanks to the Fleshlight for uh, sponsoring us. Go to joerogan.net and click on the link for the Fleshlight. Enter in the code name Rogan and save yourself 15% off the number one sex toy for men. And uh, thanks to Onnit.com. <clears throat> That's O N N I T, makers of Alpha Brain which I took before the show, which is why I'm so motherfucking eloquent. Uh, Shroom Tech Sport, Shroom Tech Immune, 5-HTP Enhanced New Mood. Go check all that shit out at onit.com. O-N-N-I-T. Use the code name ROGAN and save 10% off any and all orders from now
3: until you stop ordering. We are done. Hold on. One more shout-out. Ballcancersucks.com. Go to the webpage, check your nutsack, order a t-shirt. And BB.20 at 20% off the t shirt. That my new sponsors. I love them. Beautiful. ball ball sacks check right And go
2: top check top out Joey's podcast. Yeah, right. Beauty and, and the, the Beast.
3: beast. <clears throat> and go check out fucking No Whore Organic and get yourself your little fucking Eureka Boom. Sherlock Lock Boom. And buy
1: a Death Squad shirt at DeathSquad.tv. Yes, yeah, yeah DeathSquad.tv. T-
3: All
2: right, we love you guys. All right, All right, bye. You. bye.